The podcast on Haunted Hill will contain spoilers and swearing. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. I saw this Michael. Be one of us. I didn't tell you my name. Hang up. I didn't tell them my name. It's right here, Ray. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you, Ray. Don't move. It won't hurt you. Hello and welcome to the podcast on Haunted Hill, episode 37. I'm your host as normal, Mr. Gav Jake Stills, here with my friend, my brother in arms, my colleague, and um, I am not so normal. My pet. Pet cemetery. Oh no, that was last time. Cool. Mm-hmm. That was last time. Um, uh, Dan Bone. Dan, Dan Bone. Hey. Hey. Oh. We're both sitting together again, which is really cool, which uh, happens not as often as we like to, but you know. And for this occasion, Gav's taking his shirt off. Uh, I am bareback right it now. It is because, really hot. And we're sitting together in a room where we have to tear, shut all the windows, but we're at the heat of the like proper summer. For some reason, now. it's this weekend... It is just being ridiculously hot. It's got very hot. We're British, so we moan when it's cold, and we we moan now it's hot. Most time it rains anyway. But but when it's hot, yeah, at the moment it's very hot. Um, Last episode we did um, our little trip down up to up to Scotland. Aye, we did. Uh, where we talked to Stephen King films, Pet Cemetery and uh, Shining, which was cool. That's a yeah, fun episode. With the boys from Under the Stairs. That was a fantastic episode. Indeed. Um, so this time uh, we are talking about... Uh, a favourite of ours. Ghostbusters. Uh, Who are you going to call? This is the 84 Ghostbusters, which we're very fond of. Along with a lot of people, there's a bit of a fan thing going to this but we will we'll get into that when we talk about the film and we also thought well we don't normally do new movies because uh, I like to give uh, people a chance to see flicks before we speak of them otherwise they're a bit new and they might not want to listen to the show because it's too soon but um, we're doing the 2016 Ghostbusters movie Dan and I actually went to the cinema as you're here because we're on our way there we actually talk about it a little bit um, and we kind of did, well we took mental notes because obviously we couldn't sort of be writing things or checking stuff on iPads and things while you watch the movie in the cinema but we did a trip together in the cinema uh, to watch a movie and you will get to hear what we think about the 2016 Ghostbusters yeah. in a little bit we promised we would we've been talking about it I stopped slagging it off I said alright let's just go into it with an open mind so cool so we did we actually did that and it was really nice actually our first cinema trip together but we will talk more about that later on 
Oh, I didn't get the popcorn and put my um, cock in it. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's very hot at the moment. Um, last year we did, of course, our summer horror movies, didn't we? Yeah, like, our summer horror movie Top Trumps or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. well, summer horror Top Trumps. And this year, obviously, a couple of episodes ago, we did our summer Spielberg special to yeah. get us ready for the summer and films. But yeah, I'm so hot. Like, uh, fairly recently, I did actually watch the uh, my Blu-ray of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I really thoroughly enjoyed. But that's such a nice summer type of film. You know, um, so uh, it's a shame I watched it because I feel like I need to watch it again. Like I know oh, midnight when it's starting to cool down a bit, and you have got the windows open, everyone's asleep in the house, it's all nice and quiet. And you watch a movie like you know Fright Night or something like that. Fright Night's always a good one, isn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I like. Well, because it starts one. off with that whole looking at um, he's watching you know the horror movies, the late night horror movies, and yeah. you kind of. And you've got well, for myself, I don't know if it's a male thing, but I, I can really relate to Charlie Brewster. You know, you've got the windows open, and you've got the summer breeze coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Summer breeze, take me And um, so, yeah, uh, I don't know what other horror movie horror movies are. There's, um, I suspect there's a few things, but uh, maybe another episode we can sort of maybe do, we might do come a summer back to thing summer one day again. it probably won't be now because we've got a few things lined up few things after this episode actually will be a Fright Fest special where we'll mm. go to Fright Fest and we're also going to talk about Rob Zombie um, House of House of Corpses and 31 and we'll go see in uh, the cinema so indeed, indeed. but we normally yeah. do that in the outro in the next episode but um, also just quickly before we jump onto this uh, spooktacular uh, uh, podcast. We uh, did something fun last night, didn't we? We did. It's in relation to haunted stuff and ghosts. What what do we do? Well, we thought we'd take World of the Strange out on the road. We took World of the Strange from an audio capacity to a visual capacity with cameras and Dan, I was behind the camera, Dan was in front of the camera and we had our great friend Andy with us doing sound and listening for ghosts. We actually went to some spooky places which are supposedly haunted and tried to find ghosts. Yeah, and it, we found I things, didn't we? That we did. There were some strange things. Uh, I was very scared some of the time. There was a car, even a time where you were a little... There's the, the odd time. I'm pretty not nah, blase with it. Andy it's didn't just, like a couple of bits. No, either. he didn't. So He's very yeah. tuned in. I though, think it's good it? that it wasn't all three of us. That's why it's good that I'm a little bit more like, oh, no, because no, it's all right. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. more pessimist because even though I want to believe like old Mulder, you know, um, I, at the same time, I've got to keep a straight head and I'm, I'm sitting there look, watching it through the camera and I've got to do all technical stuff so my brain's kind of into that mode so I'm not, you know. But um, you have to check this out when it comes out and what I'll do is uh, I'll let everyone know via the Facebook group and next time it's out and the next time we do a show after that we can sort of promote it and let you guys yeah. see an actual World of Strange video with us guys yeah going out there were some the there were some things wasn't there there was a big was. fog bank rolled in and yeah full, and also it was a full moon as well and it was a full moon it's actually two days away from a full moon currently but it was full enough that one point we're in a, graveyard at midnight with the bells ringing oh yeah and then oh, and then that and the things we saw at the witch's bunker. cave yeah and there was the a war bunker, bunker. Yeah. it sounds like we're making it up but all this is genuine no um, we did find it. stuff so I'm just going to put that all together and chuck it out there but I think it's going to be quite a fun thing and we're going to try and do that when Dan and I and Andy when we can actually be together which isn't all the time we will try and go out and film we'll go and hunt for ghosts just like the Ghostbusters we're and the next be. time we'll be together we'll be actually Halloween our little John, trip to London to see John Carpenter will be so the whole so, yeah. whole of that episode we'll be on the road probably just in the car talking on the road yeah um, alright well um, have you got anything but, to yeah, say yeah well there was just one thing I wanted to talk about very briefly you might want to discuss it and it kind of relates a little bit to the last not last episode the episode before with uh, Spielberg 
Me and Gav and Gav's wife actually sat down and watched the very first episode of Stranger Things, uh, which is the Netflix show, um, which is really getting a lot of hype on Facebook and in social media and things at the moment. And this is the kind of the one that people are saying is a bit of a bit Spielbergy, a bit Stephen Kingy. And uh, we only watched the first episode. We watched it last night before we went out hunting for ghosts. But uh, it's pretty good, wasn't it? It wasn't bad. I think. Um you, you, some things are winners anyway if when you get like from the get go the title is yeah. quite funky in the font of it and then like the picture the still that they released a while ago and it's kind of everyone all of a sudden was like well this kind of looks like your 80s type spooky it's got a lot fun, in fun Spielberg Stephen King-esque type it's got a thing. lot of stuff in the background for, for people like us as well there's like um, a thing the thing we've got to think now well, what, what's so amusing nowadays is the age we're at we're the generation that obviously came from being youngsters watching all these things in the 80s we're now that age where we've got children ourselves so luckily the other people who are making these products as well are our age who like these things so they're kind of a lot making them for us catering for us but also with like kind of like our Ghostbusters review tried to cater for us didn't they the old 2016 but you can can hear that yeah um, okay, cool. Um, should we get into this? Yeah, all right. Let's take a little break. Come back and talk about uh, Ghostbusters. Ooh, can you um, oil me up before we get off? Black Anis Horror Podcast, the podcast that will change your life forever. Repetition of the repetition. Is that a word? That is now a word. Intense. Zero whatevers. So insightful that you will question your place in the universe. You just said you wanted to see somebody stab a fish. Mind-blowing. That is not what... That's not... No. Inspiring. It's one of two things all the way through. Either predictable or stupid. Life-changing. This is going to be filled with spoilers. Black Anna's Horror Podcast. Exclusively available on the Legion Podcast Network. It's almost like a little advertisement. Yeah, the advert makes it sound so promising. Gav, yeah, can, can Gavin, Dan, Dan, Hello? Gav, can you hear us? We're here, yeah, we're here. Can they hear us? We're here. Well, I think so. Um, I, hi, we're, thanks for that, guys. Uh, we're we're on. Uh, we we don't normally do this, but we're on the road at the moment. Well, we're, well, we're not. We're parked on up, the road we? again. But we're we're in a in a, my uh, vehicle. We are in up. a car park. What we're not we? dogging, are we this time? No, not this time. That's that's the other time. Just, I, I said, don't say about oh, the dogging. So we're what, what are we doing? We, we are in the car park of a cinema. I'm wearing the t-shirt for the movie we're about to go see. T-shirt. Well, no, not the t-shirt for the movie we go see. I guess no. it's t-shirt from the 84. The 1984 movie. We are indeed what we are doing, what we promised our listeners we would do. We're taking one for the team. And we've never done this before. We're going, we're about to embark on our first ever cinema trip. Firstly, first ever cinema trip for the podcast. But most importantly, first ever cinema trip together, Gavin. Indeed. I have done, obviously... Uh, for the past couple of years Fright Fest and next month I'll be going to Fright Fest again Actually, I suppose we have been in the so I've done the Fright Fest stuff yeah. yeah yeah but we've not done like a, a, Just a, regular, a regular cinema menu, for a flick and dog. to be honest if it wasn't for the podcast I probably wouldn't be going to watch pay the money to watch this no direct way. I'm not saying I legally download it I mean I wouldn't pay it in the cinema I'd wait Netflix for uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do it we're going to watch Ghostbusters but I'm going with an open mind I I'm definitely not, am I'm not you know. I, I'm not going to be I haven't read any reviews All I've, I've read snippets that say it's not as shit as you think and a few other bits and bobs so 
Let's go in and see what it's like. Let's, Let's see, see what's what happens. Like. Okay, cool. All right, well, we will report. Rory! my rurers out there. We report uh, back soon Reporting once back we've uh, watched it. So, um, cool. We'll let you know also how many sort of people in the crowd, what sort of age. Yeah. Might even ask a couple of people what's going on. The laughs, the I type would, of I humor. would take this in to record, record people in there, but uh, I don't really want to be sitting with this in my pocket. And also, it's probably illegal. Uh, well, we're not going to record the movie. I'm not going to record dialogue. I mean, record people, I'm, audience members. I'm going to record it on my phone. Is that not? No, you can't do that. Oh, shit. It's illegal. Oh, I won't do Did that. you not get the memo? I didn't know. Sorry. Right, we'll be back after this um, little, I don't know. Some kind of a break. Something. Bye. Hello. I'm here at the receptionist job. Hi, Abby. We spoke on the phone. We did. Hello yeah. there. Okay. You're hired. <laughs> Kevin. Hi, can you answer the phone? Can't. It's in the fish tank. Uh, no, the one on the desk that's ringing. That one. Oh, that one. There is your coffee, Abby. Thank you. Did you get sugar in it this time? Mm. Yeah. I hate coffee. Yeah, the sugar's in it. Sugar's in it. Hello, and we are back again. Um, we've just got out of the cinema. Well, not just, because we've uh, taken half, a little trip home. Out there, so we've, got a, we've got a place where we can sit down and be a bit more calm and relaxed with our thoughts. Indeed. Um, uh, so it's our first time watching it. So we don't have normal notes. We haven't taken notes, so we're kind of going to wing this a bit. But um, Dan, take us away. So Ghostbusters 2016. I'll just do a little synopsis here. Following a ghost invasion of Manhattan... Paranormal enthusiasts Erin Gilbert and Abby Yates, mm-hmm. nuclear engineer Gillian Holtzman, and subway worker Patty Tolan. I feel like it's the first time I've actually heard those names, and I just watched a movie, but yeah, go on. Well, they band together to stop the otherworldly threat. So, Ghostbusters 2016, first time we've ever done this. Hey, I, I don't like to um, do films which are new, too new, because I, uh, I want to give people a chance to watch them, so... They don't sort of miss a show, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I like to sort of say that we do stuff which is a bit more uh, hopefully seen quite a lot. And um, it's movies we enjoy. We used to do sort of movies we didn't like as well, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, but do you know what I mean? We didn't know what they were. And we'd go and say, like this, for example. It's a little segue there. Yeah. We didn't know what this was going to be like. I went in completely open-minded. Yeah. Not bothered at all. Like, I don't give a fuck if every member in that cast was female. Don't give a shit if they're female. Yeah. Black, white, blue, green, yeah. man, woman, hermaphrodite, whatever. I don't care. Um, doesn't bother me. It's like hermaphrodite Ghostbusters would be cool, though, wouldn't that it? That would be kind of funky. That would be cool. Um, I'm the same. Uh, I've been quite vocal initially about my uh, my opinion of when this film was coming out in the trailers, as, as of most of the internet. But we decided, as we announced an episode or two ago, that we would go into this open-minded. And that's what we did. So this is a first. First time we've been to the cinema together, actually, in all our friendship, other than Fright Fest. And also the first time that we've um, reviewed a brand new film, just literally stepped out of the cinema and reviewed it. So, like Gav said. On opening day in England. Yeah, it's actually the first day it's out. For well, UK. The first the official UK. day, yeah. It's, um, that's right. So, um, yeah, we went into it open-minded. Um, opening scene. Very colourful. Some effects. And I thought, well, let's go with it, see what happens. I, I tried to feel frightened. I felt a little scooby dooish It did feel um, a bit more scooby doo yeah. so, so I think, i tell you what then, we talk about this and try not to spoil too much. Yeah, because we it's a feelings of it rather than yeah. actually is it we things which about, happen. We won't talk about actual scenes. But we say our opinions and, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. okay, go on. 
yeah um also just a side note i've eaten an entire barrel of wine gums so i'm kind of high right now on sugar okay just thought i'd drop that one in there because uh yeah my and also that and the fact that i've just seen i can't describe what i've just seen well um i wasn't a big fan unfortunately no um i at times i actually wanted to leave the cinema i was really not happy you did look to me about 40 minutes into it with begging eyes and say I want to go now, please. I know, and I was, it's a shame because we kind of got, uh, uh, we had to have D-box seats, mm. so we had vibrating seats as well, which was completely which pointless. I've never had before. I don't think any of the cinemas in It's Bristol such a shame that, that you didn't have, you had it for Ghostbusters. So my really. bloody seat was shaking. It was like I was getting a massage whilst watching this But it wasn't much shaking trip. because it's not that sort of film. You need an action movie. Yeah. Um, uh, we've got to give a shout out to James. Yes, James. The uh, He's the dude who sold us our tickets, and we yeah. had a little chat with him about the uh, film itself he hadn't seen it um, more about we couldn't get any seats so that's why you had to go D-Box now the cinema was quite full up actually wasn't it of normal yeah. seats well, and I said what was day. the customers yeah opening day what was the customers and he said it's all sorts which it was yeah. there was a lot of different types is there he was, older um, is he more elderly any sort of elderly sort of no there was a couple sat next say, to me probably in their 40s I would say yeah um there was a, a couple next sat next to you, and they looked probably about mid thirties, maybe yeah, early thirties. But then there was, I would say, there's probably the majority of the cinema were people under the age of twenty. There was the one behind us with a kid who was probably about nine. Yeah, there was a few kids in that, and it was there was I'd say most of the cinema and was under twenty. I'd this say. Ghostbusters film is actually twelve A. The original was mm. PG. Mm, yeah. For a remake of a film, nowadays it's always the opposite. Yeah, they Every usually, time, isn't it? Because you go a bit lower, don't Yeah, they? of course. And this time it's up. Which and is, I don't know why it was a 12A. I don't actually know why it's a 12A. It um, must have been the humour. There's a lot of um There's a lot of dick jokes. And fart jokes, as we knew they were going to be. Um, there was a couple of scary There literally scenes. was a fart joke. There was a great scene with a mannequin, which I genuinely was quite scared of for a split I second. I wasn't scared of it, but I, mean, I, was, I don't I don't like mannequins. Like, oh, that's quite good. That's so kind of looks it's, not been, it's not been done before. It's original. And the gags in that room then, when that happens, weren't too bad. Yeah. Well, that's the things nightmares are made of, but, but, but it weren't too bad. But this... Now, this is a problem I had with it. I didn't actually know who anyone was. I really didn't know. I didn't really catch their names enough or know any of the characters behind the scenes of what where there's they came no, from or no what backstory. about them there's no they, development yeah. of them and when it came to it at one point Dan looked at me some point in the movie because I don't know where because there's no point I could define which place I was at in the film which is fine I don't need to know these things I don't need to break a movie down I don't I don't always do that I enjoy watching a flick but I didn't know exactly where it was and you said to me at one point something rather about uh, it I don't know and I was like I don't know where I am I don't know what's going on in the story I have no idea I think I said something like why are they doing why oh yeah she said that and I was like I don't know what's going on and I don't didn't know what was going on there was no clear goal no, was there was a muddled. bad guy who kind of came about as like oh this is the bad guy already is he because he's cast so badly well, well let's break this he's down not... yeah let's break this down I mean okay, go on. The, the first thing then let's talk about is is the editing I, would, I want to talk about and I thought that really let the film down uh, there were scenes where we talked about <clears throat> there's a few scenes where they could have left the camera lingering a little more before but they just jarringly cut as the next scene and it didn't really give you any sense of any emotion or anything there's a, there's a sense of emergency so I don't know if there was a trouble with it coming in quite 
a long cut. But there's that the the end sequence, which isn't a spoiler. Liam Hemsworth dancing, yeah, and a load of people dancing. Uh, you won't explain Chris, why. Chris, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a whole dance routine which is it's Liam's out brother. Of the film. Liam's his brother. Okay. He's, He's got another brother as well, isn't he? I don't think so. I think I think it's three. Might be three of them. Yeah, you might be right. The Hemsworth. Brothers. Thor. Thor is in this. Um, yeah. As a dumb Janine's role, isn't it? Um, he has some. A good really, lines, yeah. Okay. Oh god, yeah. Okay. Um, well, editing. I didn't editing. editing yeah, back to editing. editing was just kind of. Um, uh, yeah, um, I think it's cut. Oh yeah, that's what I'm on about. The dance scene at the end in the credits. This was obviously something they cut out of it because at a certain point something happens. They were spending like, oh, filming oh, this. Knew, as well. Oh, this is going now a dance sequence, but they must have cut out. I reckon maybe it. It, it, it felt didn't like go it was well be a dance in sequence. the um, in a test screenings possibly or something. Well. Talking of th- things being cut out and chopped and changed, there were there were two or three things added in to say about all the criticism online they've been getting, which I thought actually was quite clever. There was a couple of things they read online about when they first start becoming Ghostbusters, and one of them, some of them are actual quotes people have put up, like "these bitches ain't catching no ghosts," and they read it out, and then they also make a comment which is along the lines of, "you shouldn't really read these things; these are just things crazy people write on the internet in the middle, in the middle of the night." And that was kind of like a little bit of a attack on the bloggers and all the people that have been ripping into this film before it's even come out. So fair play to them for having a go at that, I think. But yeah, yep. yeah, the team was shit. Well, without breaking, well, we all break it down, but just quick on a side note, not side note, quite a full note. The uh, the problem was the movie where you said you said it yourself, and I was thinking it. It didn't know what it wanted to be, did it? No, it really didn't know. It was trying to please. This is the trouble with some of these trying films. To please way it's too trying many to please different people. Where I thought recently, Jurassic. I said Jurassic. Um, World. world I thought fit quite nice into Jurassic Park movies do you know what I mean this feels really odd like it's trying to please us guys and old school fans but not enough at points it kind of disrespects the other movie a bit yeah. then you've got the other side where Bill Murray almost seems like he's disrespecting this movie yeah it's, it's really cameos. really strange and it doesn't know what it wants to be does it it was uh, it was like it, here's a new film for a younger audience who are in who Let's try and re, but also let's get Ghostbusters going again for a new audience who don't know anything about it. But also, we want to talk, make sure that you know that there was another film that came out in the eighties. But also, the, the storyline completely ignored the fact that anything that happened in the eighties movie happened. But also, like you say, they pissed off. I felt they were pissing off fans. Uh, like I felt pissed off at times that they were literally like just walking over the grave of the original movie by disrespecting some of the, the lines uh, the, the ghosts the cameos in it which we won't spoil too many but you've already mentioned Bill Murray's in it and you will find a lot of your favourite uh, Ghostbuster uh, characters are in it yeah, yeah I think everyone knows this but right. they're I mean they're real mixed bag none of them are the original characters uh, I mean Sigourney Weaver turns up to give a high five to somebody at one point in, in, in the credits in the last credits, credits. Like, that's crazy like I, I don't understand I think Ernie Hudson was the only one that came off all right, and that's probably because they cut his scene down quite a lot. But they pushed him all the way through. Patty is saying, my uncle, my uncle this, my uncle that. And he keeps lending them these hearses. And it's pretty obvious when a car pulls up. And she says, oh, that's my uncle. It's pretty obvious who that's going to be. So that even wasn't a surprise to me, really. That stuff didn't really bother me. I was quite yeah. happy to see them. I don't mind them to cameo. I thought, they was, I thought Dan Ackroyd was quite a cabbie. Actually. Yeah, he's all right in here. Do you know, it's in the background of some of the movies. You had a poster of a taxi driver. And as opposed to uh, one of the cinemas in the background was playing Fist, Fist of Fury. Fury. Well, that was 
that was a bit I liked actually. Is that was kind of cool when all the ghosts came out. And again, this isn't too much of a spoiler because you've probably seen the trailers, guys. But um, there was a bit where they turned Times Square and Fifth Avenue back to how it looked like 50 or 60 years ago. So they had like old cinemas showing old films and all these ghostly like they had Woolworths, mm. all these old shops that aren't around anymore. So that no, was no, quite Wol- interesting. Wolves, I think, is still an American. Wolves is an American chain. Uh, it's, yeah, but it's Walmart now. I think I don't think Wolves exists. Oh really? Anymore, yeah. Oh okay. Oh, right. um, Sorry, so you can still lots of old stores and stuff like that. So that that was fun. And I guess that's a good segue actually into the effects. They were actually they were all right really, if a little over the top. I felt like I was watching a video game. I was watching a very polished <clears throat> video game, I think. And I think what I would say is a comment that I made to Gav on the way back, which is the real difference between audiences in 1984 and audiences now uh, is that back then it wasn't so much it was much more case of less is more maybe that was because the budget and the effects were there more believability I think as but well because people didn't know of these well computers were not there well they were yeah. but they were not there they to the results kind of obviously thing. they are now so but this film really played out to the generation that just wants more and more and more and bigger and better and louder and more colourful and it was just a non-stop colourful but you knew it was going to be that anyway though I'm not surprised by that in any way yeah not at all and at times actually <clears throat> it quite fondly reminded me of the real Ghostbusters cartoon which I'm a big fan of uh, yeah. there were times like that but then it was a, it I felt it was a real far. cartoon episode no I think that's also because of the visual effects mm. you know they're not real you watch the movie and you don't feel like you're in that world no that's what cinema and film supposed to be about you absorb yourself into a world you forget all your troubles and you sit back put your legs up and enjoy a flick and this the whole time I was, I was on the verge of just watching yeah. a movie you were under no impression in, that you were watching in the film a, yeah, Ghostbusters I can I can get into it more I can feel the need of the, the, the Ghostbusters and stuff more the script. Now, I said to you afterwards, Ooh. I thought, fucking hell, I didn't know Jasmine and Daisy had got into script writing. I've got to be honest, it was because some of the worst script writing. And I think part of that is because of I think the editing. Because, and, well, I think it's that, and they didn't know what they wanted to be, and they're trying to please everybody. And it's like, you can't please people with tacky first, um, uh, uh, tacky jokes. Not all 13-year-olds, because that's a bit wrong of me to say, would like it. But um, real tacky, cheap, first young, ten minutes. young teenage-type <coughs> jokes. First 10 minutes, there was a fart joke and a sick joke. Now, I'm all, all for fart jokes and all for puke jokes but you know but they're, they're being pushed down in the right place because they're like oh we've got to make them laugh and mate, and it's just like you don't and it wasn't even a normal fart joke it was a funny fart joke clever is that clever clever but yeah, uh, the the screenwriting. Oh my god, the scripting, the dialogue was absolutely atrocious. There's a scene where I, I guess you all know um, Chris Hemsworth is the receptionist doing Janine's role from the original, um, and he's having an interview by the Ghostbusters uh, uh, about uh, his role and can he do the job and you know a job interview, and um, it's really bad like really 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 bad like uh, oh, we'll put a punch uh, not a punch on we set the joke up then just a really really bad punch on they set another joke a really really bad punch it was on very him. surreal like it's like the first time first script first time they've written a script and yeah. they hadn't gone back and done any more drafts it's like literally I've written it okay there's the gags but you said you thought he, Chris Hemsworth, was uh, possibly uh, ab-libbing and they just took the best parts. I think he's probably quite a funny guy because there were times where I actually smiled a couple of times. I don't think he is. Um, Andy Garcia was in it, weirdly, guys. He's the uh, mayor. He's the mayor and he delivers my favourite line, which is, 
don't compare me to the mayor from Jaws, which was, I thought, one of my favourite lines. Don't really. compare me to the mayor from Jaws. Yeah, I'm not the mayor from Jaws or something like that, which I thought was pretty it funny. It's quite comical, yeah. Um, and they, there was a Shining reference in it, but it was a very obvious, silly one that was they could have played it out better. In the same scene where I said about, this is a room full of nightmares with a dog, don't yeah. it's the exact same yeah. scene. Um, uh, I don't know what else to say about the scripting, really. The, I suppose you could tie that into bad. the story, which the story really didn't. And really I didn't know what story was. I didn't know. There was no. I we didn't, didn't know why the baddie was doing what he was doing. Who really. he was, what anything yeah. was, and who, the guy who, who, that played who, him. The, the was blonde terrible. Ghostbuster. Because I don't know any of their names. The blonde Ghostbuster. The one who you plays could. Holtzman. Holtzman is it? Well, that's the character's name. Her name is. Uh, well, no, I mean I don't Kate know. Kate McKinnon. Okay, I don't know the characters' names either. Um, yeah. I, I found that extremely unfunny and pointless. Oh my pointless. god, she was so bad. Pointless. She was the I quirky. Don't see the point of she her was being like there. the Phoebe from Friends. Do you think there's a lot, in an unfunny way? Do you think there's a lot more she had to say that script-wise more I just about think, her character and it's cut out? I just think Paul Feig, the director, he's worked with um, Melissa McCarthy and he's worked with Kristen Wiig, the two main Ghostbusters, if you will. He's worked with them in at least... I know he's worked with Melissa McCarthy about four times now, and he's definitely worked with uh, Kristen Wiig in um, Bridesmaids. And those movies are a lot like the sort of Will Ferrell, Paul Rudd movies, where there's a lot of ad-libbing. And most of the time it works, and a couple of times it doesn't. And I think he he thought, well, let's just let them get get them ad-libbing. We'll get some actresses in. Really? And I think like that... that, That's what's happened, isn't it? Kate McKinnon, I think the one who plays Holtzman, she's always got glasses on. She's... They basically try and sell her as the Egon, like the female Egon, because they're all female counterparts. I, thing is, though, the original Ghostbusters, but she was just too weird. Where her jokes just weren't funny, and it was at times it's like, is she, is she not that there's anything wrong with this, of course, but like, is she gay? Is she like they didn't know? They again, it was so muddled. You didn't know what her character was. Like, if she's gay, just come out and say it. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I just don't know what was going on. Yeah. Her clothes were all over the place. She's obviously a brilliant inventor, like Egon. But Egon, we were saying Egon embraced his geek his nerdiness and just got on with it where she was just like too full on with her she was too weird she'd probably be locked up in real life she's mental she wasn't very she wasn't realistic in any sense was she I quite liked Pat (coughs) excuse me I quite liked Patty which one's Patty Patty's the the black one that came in who's uh, Winston's works in the underground yeah I quite liked her because I felt like like, I quite liked Winston because he comes into this crazy world and just embraces it and gets on with it and he sort of says what the audience is thinking and most of the time her dialogue was all right Hmm. there were a few times it fell flat and her jokes mostly hit and she said a few funny things there was a few bits i didn't like there was a really really bad joke she made about racism and sexism all muddled rolled into one and i just thought that that just fell really flat that joke when she falls into the audience you know it's in all the trailers yeah oh god and but i thought she she probably came off probably the best out of everyone in it I really don't really like Melissa McCarthy too much sorry guys this is turning into like a massive diss I think you're sugar film, rush you're yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting quite far forward I am don't get any more forward <laughs> kill everyone's ears <laughs> I don't know that's the scripting we've kind of moved on to the the, the acting now in the, the act and the, the I casting don't know. We, we could break it down a lot um, I wasn't but, a fan of the casting really I thought the casting was I was willing to give really it a shot bad, actually because I don't really know those actresses other than the two I don't know I don't, I don't really know any of them obviously I know the cameos and Andy Garcia mm. and Ozzy fucking Osbourne gets a cameo Ozzy now. Osbourne's in this movie and he <laughs> just looks out to no one but apparently to the crowd but and he says Sharon 
Sharon, am I having an acid flashback? I don't understand why that was happening. Slimer gets a cameo in it with his wife. He steals X01 and goes on a joyride around New York. They only have the car for a little bit. But the thing was, oh, it was really weird. The original Ghostbusters film has like its build-up to it. They start to learn different things and it builds up They were amazing with the weapons off the bat. Yeah, then then they'd have that section, then it would go again. They had it three times, and the Ecto would come, dun, 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 dun. Ecto would go flying outdoors. Yeah. Three times that happened. It's like, but why? Because like, I'd rather build up to it. Then you get the one time the Ectoplasm, Ecto one. One. Ectoplasm. Ectoplasm I don't know. It was just, um, I'm not sure. Really muddled film, I think, was my it's main confused, problem. It's confused, isn't it? It's really confused. It's it trying needs to please so many people, but it's also trying to wave a big middle finger at everybody at the same time, saying, we don't care what you think, this is what we're doing. But actually, you don't really know what you're doing. And off the, and off the bat of that, I think the studio's come in and said, it feels like two or three different producers have said, make it, make it accessible to new people that haven't seen the original. Make it accessible to people that love the original. Make sure you don't give a fuck about anybody that loves the original. And everybody's muddled it around. Bits have been cut out, chopped around. Jokes have been thrown back in. I really wonder what those actresses feel about it. Because I've seen them on, like doing interviews in the press circuit. And they're all like obviously bigging it up. But genuinely, what do they think about it? I don't know. Because Bill Murray... Bill Murray, did you see that clip of Bill Murray on a talk show? And they were all the, 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 yeah, the, I saw the that. ladies were standing there. So they got the original cast in and then the new cast together, didn't they? And then, what do you think, Bill? And he's all like, oh, yeah, well, it's funny. Or he said, I don't know, he said something. It's almost like, like a bit of a diss. Yeah. Just kind of well, like, his oh. character in this film, this is Well, this he's film. just going down the bank with the check, isn't he? Yeah. And he got, well, actually, I won't spoil that bit, but yeah. he, he, he Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, Annie Potts is in it as well, Janine, which is great to see her. She's aged quite well, actually. Um... I don't really know. It's just such a muddle. I thought, um, is it? You said Kirsten Wig. That's the one. Kristen Wig. Yeah. Kristen Wig. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know these ladies. I haven't seen any. No, of the she's films quite big. She's been um, in Bridesmaids and a few other things. I thought she was quite good. I thought she was okay. I normally really like her, but I find her quite uh, obnoxious in this film. To be honest with you, um, I just didn't really, just didn't like her at all. Charles Dance was in it, wasn't he? Mm. I don't. know. Why was Charles Dance in it? Charles Dance, I don't know. There's some, some strange characters. I <coughs> my throat's getting croaky, and no, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, uh, we're not fans of this film. Um, we, we I, gave it I a give shot. this a yeah. We gave it went completely dead, and um, we haven't spoiled it. I hope, apart from the fact we've given our opinions, and they're not brilliant. So um, watch if you want to. Um, I honestly wouldn't pay money for this film. Um, what I like about it, what it's doing, is it. It will hopefully introduce kids. I think we've told Gav, I think his kids are going to like it. Um, I think, I think like they it. will watch this now and go, yes, it's great. Blah, blah, blah. Then one day go, yeah, oh, Ghostbusters. Oh, what? what? Yeah. We'll see the DVD or something, be confused and watch this Ghostbusters. And they might be, you know, as they get a little older, they might appreciate the humour more, but they might not from a young age because they're going from this to the original Ghostbusters. The humour is very different. I, I just hope that it does introduce the original films, and it's got its place if people, want, if kids, want to watch it in the same place like the Scooby Doo movie had its place for people. Whatever else, you know, they remade well um, Psycho and things like that, and someone out there probably likes that a lot, you know, and someone's going to like this. Well, certainly 
we felt like we were the, the only people in the cinema tonight who weren't getting the jokes. I felt like I was 50 years old and everyone watching it was 10 and I didn't get any of the jokes at all. I don't know what, why they were laughing so much. We looked at each other a few times like, are we missing something? What's what's happening? Why are they all laughing? Yeah, we laughed at the bits no one else did though. Yeah, no, we laughed at the Jules line and stuff like that. Didn't laugh at anything else. Um, but yeah, I'm going back to what I like that this film is doing. I walk up the top, top of my road and there's a phone box with the Ghostbusters logo on it saying who you're going to call. I go in toy stores and I see toy sh- toys on the shelves that are Ghostbusters toys. I can wear my t- t-shirt again now. Yeah, and, and that's really Ten cool. years ago, I had the odd look at times people were, why are you wearing a Ghostbusters t-shirt? Yeah. It's fucking Ghostbusters. Guess I've got a Ghostbusters 2 t-shirt, man. I love that t-shirt. I can wear, yeah. Um, Pencil case. Interestingly, though, uh, the toys aren't doing very well. Now, I was telling it's Gar- your department. I don't know about toys. <laughs> well, I was telling Gav earlier... sit back and drink some beer. You tell everyone about the toys. Well, I was telling Gav earlier that um, the, they've released toys for this film, as you can imagine. Tie-in, toy tie-ins are huge these days, you know. They was, well, they have been released since Star Wars. Um, and they've with some of the lines, some of the companies that are making toys, they've also released like a classics line where they've got the old... Ghostbusters, like Bill Murray and those guys, and weirdly, it's those toys that are selling. The, the kids aren't really interested in these new toys, and I guess actually the film hasn't really come out in the UK properly yet until this weekend. But they're not really selling, and it's the same in America. I watch a lot of toy reviews and stuff like that. I'm into my sort of action figures and stuff, and no one's really buying these Ghostbusters toys. I mean, they're well-made toys. They're bright. They they have action features. There's no reason why, but it's just. Only older people that are going into the toy shop, into Toys R Us, and going, oh, look, there's a Peter Venkman, there's a Ray Stance, oh, I'm going to buy that and that. Great, now I've got a Bill Murray action figure. Who the fuck are all these ones? I don't know who that guy is. You can get a toy of Rowan, the baddie. Like, I don't want that guy. That's some fat guy who's dressed as a butler. Why would I want that? You can get a toy of the Ghostbusters logo. He was not fat, though, was he? Um, he's not chubby or something. Was he not? I don't know. I'm just, I, he got fat at the end. I don't know what. It wasn't happened. a very memorable film. Did you think that the Ghostbusters new hideout, which by the way, guys, oh. is in a Chinese restaurant? Do you think it reminds you of Big Trouble in Little China? Uh, you know, in the um, the place where the is it the where Kim Cattrall goes in? It's like the whole house. Yeah, the whole house. Um, it really with all the doors and the walls. It really reminded me of that. A bit. A bit. And it was called Zoo, wasn't it? Mm. But not Zoo, but Zoo. So it was they almost... do look at the other place, don't they? Yeah, they do go to the fire station, but they say, oh, look, it's a stripper pole. And again, that kind of annoyed me a bit. It's like, okay, I get that, that you can make a joke out of that, but also, like, that was one of the cool things about the original Ghostbusters, is Ray sliding down that. Tell you the truth, if I was writing that movie, I'd probably, if I had ladies going in, I'd probably say, hey, it's a stripper pole, like that. Just Fair for enough. the crack of it, actually. For the crack of it. Yeah. I mean, they made this film... They made this film, yeah. and that's that's all I can say about it. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Th- massive thumbs down. Yeah, I give it a thumbs down. Um, only for completists, possibly, or if you just want to try it out. Um, I watched. It's not. I watched know, the Fantastic uh, Four movie, the I, new one, and that was just because I wanted to see if it was the car crash that it was, and it was. Yeah. And this again. We said we'd do this for the podcast, but also I knew it was probably going to be a car crash. It pays for the cinema. We were hoping to be pleasantly surprised, weren't we? Mm. We came out of there and we're like, we're both gutted, genuinely gutted for the franchise. Yeah. They've got this now. And they, they, they pushed uh, things, words at the end, which could be like, this is oh, for the yeah. sequel. There's a scene after the credits, guys, if you want to watch it, um, if you stay for the cinema like that long. Kind of 
Uh, yeah, they definitely want to try and make a sequel, but whether they will or won't, it'll be interesting to see how much I money it makes. Watch it. You will though. I, of course, I will. I know you will. I'm a mentalist. And you can take it for me as well because I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. So that's Ghostbusters. That is 2016. Ghostbusters 2016. Not fans of that. Yeah. Looking for something different in your podcast library? Then why not check out the podcast Under the Stairs? I'm the host Duncan McLeish and joining me each week will be a special guest as we examine some classic old school horror favourites as well as some modern classics. That's not to say that we don't tackle some of the, let's say, more questionable entries into the horror genre. And if all that wasn't enough, we have a subset of shows called Baz V Horror, where our horror novice, The Baz, tackles horror in all shapes and forms. To see who will come out victorious. So what are you waiting for? The show can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. The Podcast Under The Stairs is a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. This is Duncan McLeish from Under The Stairs, signing off. So that was uh, our review of the 2016 Ghostbusters film. So tried our best with that one. Um, you know, we did. We, we did. we did try. We did. But uh, coming up now, we've got a little segment from uh, Jasmine, our little friend. And she's going to be talking about The Invisible Man. Yeah, we sat and watched The Invisible Man one day last week. Um, I got the Universal Blu-ray box set for Christmas. Um, been dying to go through them. And Jazzy said that she will happily watch them with me and go through them. So I think the next few ask Jasmine is going to be the Universal box set. Well, that'd be brilliant. We'll take it away. Hey, Jas. Ask Jasmine. Hello, Jasmine. How are you? Good. You just watched The Invisible Man, didn't you? Yeah! <laughs> How was it? Good. Tell us all about I it. Want the lights to go big. No, tell us all about it. It was amazing. Um, why was the Invisible Man good? Because at the end he turned visible again. I did, didn't he? What when he died? So freaking! I was like, what? <laughs> so weird. Did you like it then? Would you Would you recommend it to your friends? Kind of. Kind of. Okay, you got anything more? It's a bit more, sad so? in the end. It's a bit sad. Yeah. Hmm. He dies. He does die. And his girlfriend's like, no! Now you see him, the invisible man on yeah. yeah. And what did it, what is he called in this? The, the invisible. The invisible. One. One. The invisible one. It's pretty good, wasn't it? Um, alright, cool. And his eye, his eye and his nose was so freaky. It was like, they were just gone. Gun, yo, gun, gun, yo, 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 bye! Thanks, Jazz. Ask Jasmine. Alright, this chick is toast! how we do things downtown. Ghostbusters from 1984. 
Three former parapsychology professors set up a shop, sorry, set up shop as a unique ghost removal service. It's brilliant with these older films, these more well-known films. The, the synopsis are just like a sentence, aren't they, these days? It's just a like, real mission statement. Three guys in New York fight ghosts. That's it. Well, they're quite simplistic. Yeah, but that's all you need, really. What's that compared to the 2016 one? Uh, it said something similar. Um, three parapsychologists and a, yeah. a, a subway worker. Um, I imagine yeah. they looked at this for, this 84 one quite a lot when they're sort of making a new one, as in the different parts and things. Um, Off the bat, do we, do we like this film? Yeah, we're, we're big fans of this film. Huge um, fans. There's, there's different elements of why this film's actually... Um, I, I have nostalgia with it. Obviously, I grew up with this, so it would be on playback on VHS over and over and over. Yeah. It's, again, we've said before, The Movie Gods. It's, it's one of those where everything came together and it's just made a really, really brilliant film and, and very entertaining even now. I sat and watched it for the, our review with my daughter, Jasmine, the other day. She's nine now. She absolutely loved it. She's watched it. It's probably like her third time watching it. She really enjoys the movie. There's a few more raunchier PG gags, which uh, uh, yeah, was definitely. a little bit I noticed more because I was watching it with her this time around, which is quite amusing. We get to them. But it's fun that they've got those in it. Um, yeah. it's, it's one of those films where, obviously, I love this film and I've grown up watching it and I've probably seen it close to once a year. I would say. Yeah, yeah. It might go into It doesn't bother me to watch it. I'm quite happily put it on. It's on TV on. a lot. If you said put it on it. now, what about, okay then. Well, yeah, I mean, we did the other night, didn't we? After we came back from watching the remake. Yeah, we just put it on and then ended up just watching most of it. Yeah. And you went to bed and I started to film again and watched an hour of it again. <laughs> like, that's how easy it is to watch. Um, so, yeah, what I was going to say was I've seen it so many times that I don't really remember, unfortunately, my first time watching it. I know it was with my family and we would have watched it. And I do remember being quite scared um, of... Uh, the terror dogs of the chair with the hands coming out of it, the library ghost, a few bits and bobs did actually genuinely scare me. The a bit chair of the hands kid. as a kid was that. I remember that scene. I never liked it when it came back no, after no. a big feud. I'd be like, oh no, it's not that, that bit. bit again. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why that was actually, but it's just hands. But it, they did it so well that it was a bit scary. Um, so yeah, I couldn't say the first time I watched it, but well, it, it does have very much horror elements. Well, it's a, it's a some, horror some, movie. You that. could easily, you know. You could possibly do one of those fan trailers where they change things, you know, change the, the shining they made into like a family, romantic family or family comedy type thing. You could do that. You could do easily make the Ghostbusters into like a straight, full on Exorcist, the shining, big hitter horror movie from back in the day, can you? Well, I think this is one of the first, and we are unfortunately <clears throat> going to discuss a little few differences between this and the 2016 version. And I think one of the first things is why it is so actually quite scary at times is because this film actually takes itself seriously although it is a comedy um, it doesn't really ever realise it's but a comedy this is because of Dan Aykroyd and the fact that he is basically Mulder in the X-Files he yeah, yeah. really believes his stuff he comes from a family of his grandfather really yeah, he's a spiritualist like and, and the fact that he no, he's really been into it so he was on originally writing this for him and uh, um, John Belushi yeah and we've got John Candy and Eddie Murphy going to be in it, which would have been really different. But fantastic at the same But really time. good, but kind of missing Bill Murray would be a shame. Um, and he really believed it. So I feel like he was really like, yeah, I know guys we're all comedians. And we just, we've, we're lucky that we're now making these films. We've done Kelly Shack and we're doing all these sort of movies. And going up from SNL, we're actually getting you know popularity and we're managing to get big budgets to make these movies and control. But, and that's humour. But I believe in this stuff. 
so I want to really push it as in like that is actually the main part of this the crutch of the film is the fact that it's Ghostbusters I feel like the 2016 almost kind of misses the fact that that is what it is it doesn't take itself seriously at all therefore no. there's never any feeling of any threat whereas in this film because it's like four guys sort of sitting and a confused smoking. story though I feel this yeah it did but in this film it's just four guys really like underdogs really trying to well, sort of tell everyone something bad something. and you do feel that there is a bit of a threat in this film well just a bunch All of guys who are been who are kind of big kids who are still trying to hang on to being at a university and be like this scientific research section but anyone else in the actual industry is going to look at them and go you're a bunch of jokers we're not going to fund you for this sort of stuff which obviously happens in the movie and they get they get fired and they try and start their own thing but they really believe in it that's the we're moving your stuff off campus to a better facility <laughs> I presume <laughs> um, this film before we really get into the film and we're not going to go into the story too much because everybody knows we're going to talk about best things and stuff like that but uh, also this film it really and I'm sure it's the same for Gav and a lot of our listeners really big imprint on my childhood I was yeah. really into the real Ghostbusters cartoon I had all the toys t-shirts I've still got t-shirts now there's two different Ghostbusters cartoons wasn't there there was the, one well, that was one a bit was rubbish film, yeah well that was a filmation the real one Ghostbusters out. well that one was before even the Ghostbusters films that okay. was a different just happened to be called Ghostbusters and it was still, it was still in my zeitgeist of uh, uh, my world when I was growing up all of a sudden the Ghostbusters cartoon so I loved the real Ghostbusters. And obviously Ghostbusters 2 came out a few years later. The, the whole Ghostbusters, there's a couple of things. Ah, see, it's the movie gods. There's different things. The logo. Hmm. The Brilliant. logo. The, the song, Ray Parker Jr. Did, what, what, right, everybody, name me a song Ray Parker Jr. has done apart from Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. It's these, all these things, bang, 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 it all worked together. And they've kept coming. Like, you see someone in the street with a Ghostbusters t-shirt. This is like before, obviously, they're saying they're going to remake, so you see that a lot more It's now. such a, it's like the Jurassic Park logo or something like that. It's one of those logos. Oh, it's, it's stronger than Jurassic it Park It is logo. stronger. It's basically, again, very clever in that the title of the film is the, the chanting bit of the song. Ghostbusters! And also... You know, they're busting ghosts, so therefore, like, no parking. You've got that red no ghost logo. That's like such a. They're driving around the streets with that on their van. But also, I want to wear that on my t shirt. And there's people, probably people, millions of people that have probably got tattoos of it and things like that. Oh, absolutely. And I love that logo. I used to draw that logo on my textbooks. All the time, trace it and stuff. And I actually really, really, actually, in some ways, prefer the Ghostbusters 2 logo. I don't know why as a kid. I always leaned more. Yeah, I always leaned more towards that one. I don't know why. Yeah, that's what I used to think it was. I used to think it was him being a bit of a hippie I don't know why mm. a bit silly really but um, yeah it's lunchboxes colouring books so it's comics, al- it was always there and uh, it's much 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 more than just a film now but we must never forget where it came from which is this fantastic film which just like you say the film gods it's very rare that well, all of these things come okay. together it's like I said in the last episode where we get the, the old filmmaker once in a while comes along and goes oh, I'm going to make a horror movie Stanley Kubrick oh, I'm going to make a horror movie these guys these comedians oh well, let's make a let's make a horror movie yeah. essentially well, let's well, make not, a scary not horror, film a, a, a spooky movie yeah and it was the chemistry of the writing the direction and just uh, the way the, the, probably lots of ad libbing going on in it and I don't know if it's me but the dry humour in it I it pleases me so much that I can chuckle and crack up every time I watch it this it's so dry and the comments are just bang 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 where i felt the new one was a little harder for me to appreciate the gags like they come jokes, listen listen closer listen closer 
Yeah, that's yeah. like, whoa, that's not it's not intelligent humour. It's I was hoping for more. So see we're not gonna dis sit at this in the two thousand sixteen no, 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 one. Because no, no. I was all for it. But, just yeah. It, but yeah, this one it, it hits home with so many so many things. Also, um, as a little personal story, I went to New York with Alice a few years ago, and uh, obviously, when you go to New York, you, you go and look at all the places because a lot of films are so famous you didn't. there. Uh, well, I, I didn't go to the fire station, but I no. did go to the library, the public library. How is that cool? It was cool. I went in there with Alice, and she really needed weight, so she said, Oh, I'm just going to pop to the ladies, which was right by the reception. So I sort of sat there thinking, Well, I hope this is the right spot, but I don't really know where it is that they filmed it within. What did, you, did you go up to the reception and say to them? Well, I was just, waiting just... for Alice to come back, but as I was waiting, a guy came in, another guy, and he said, oh, hi, uh, sorry, is this the library from Ghostbusters? And she, God, the she, reception's probably... She just went <gasps> down the hall, take 20 feet down the hall, to turn to the right, turn to the left, and you'll see it. And so Alice came out and she went, right, so do you want to go and find this bloody whatever it is we're looking for? And I went, yep, I know exactly where it is. So I didn't need to ask the reception. So I went straight down and I found the bit where, like, the book. They need to just probably put a sign up saying, oh, I know, down that way. I know, I know. What, what, what was there when you went down to it? It looks very different, to be honest with you. It's well, like, what was it? What scene? Was it the scene where um, Egon's listening under the table for things? Uh, yeah, you can see that uh, bit. Uh, yeah. Boom, bang, 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 bang. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah, you hear that. You can see that oh. bit. And it's very different and a bit more modern, to be honest now. So, okay. Um, well, it's like when we go to um, the Slaughtered Lamb interior for the American Wealth in London. Yeah. The whole pub changed apart from the skanky fucking chair, which they've got. So they kept the there. team chair. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. That's the only thing, which, you know. You go to, like, obviously now, whenever you see, like, I don't know, Ghostbusters 2 as well, like when you see, like, the Washington Square Monument, you, you remember the ghosts sort of hanging onto that. And you, yeah, in New York, I mean, like, we should probably mention that this is a big sort of love letter to New York as well because there's some beautiful shots of New York throughout this film Ecto-1 driving over the Brooklyn Bridge and the guys just jogging up and down Times Square I really like that bit because that's when the bit you get um, uh, Winston and Ray, and Ray in the car just talking about the dead show and they're sort of quoting biblical they, and both, stuff and the they Bible. both and you've got it's it's going dusk and you've got like a little bit where um, it's kind of night time and the music pop- score in the background for some reason like- that scene always kind of almost feels like it's another movie like a proper horror movie it's like 5am in the morning they're driving back from a bus I thought, it was, I thought it was before night but whatever it's, yeah, it's and they're like they're both revealed that actually although Egon is really scientific um, uh, and you know very clever and, and Peter's all mouth actually these two guys Winston and Ray that they, they discuss that they're both actually quite spiritual they both know quotes from the bible and they discuss the end of the world. And it's a lovely scene, isn't it? And they're it's like, a really nice scene. And he says something to Winston about, you know, and every, every religion's got their own... And it creep as well up the spine, because it's a bit like, oh, right, some he stuff every, He says every religion's got their own theory about the end of the world. And Winston says, well, I don't know if they're theories. And then they start quoting all this stuff, and it's... Yeah, and then that music kicks so in, and this, you think, this this hmm. movie, then, is a haunted house, end-of-the-world, apocalyptic There's a lot going film, on, isn't, isn't it? it? And you also get your... You know, your Slimer and stuff like that, which you poke. And the effects are excellent in this movie. They are. The only bits really um, that let it down now, are, unfortunately, and that is the case with always with stop motion animation. So there's a couple of bits with the, the terror dogs where they do look a bit terrible. But not, when you do see the close ups of their heads, yeah, it's great, you know. It's not much. And I mean, to be compared to you, the librarian is really good. Yeah, floating. the librarian's ghost. Marshmallow Man still Before she goes, like, ah, and she's just looking at the books. That's yeah. really good yeah. for 84. And it's like, Again, going back to the 2016 one, the effects weren't... It's, they were unfortunately, just, it's, it's just like, like a, oh, a computer's well, made these. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, that has ruined 
if a movie wanted to come along and be subtle with CGI, you can't. You can be subtle, but I mean, you, you can can't be. with those sort of things. Everyone's going to oh, it's just CGI. It's not that interesting. But back in '84, it would have been like, oh, well, that's really good, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know this film. Like, even though there was, you can say that about the effects, it's still to me you watch it and think oh blessed you know it's such an amazing film no of course no no it um, at all to any of it. I think the effects are good I think if we whiz through the, the general story well, that, that will take us to different scenes and different bits and we can just chat about stuff. them because yeah, everyone exactly. knows this film well we start up with uh, which is pretty much like a horror movie it's very straight with the score opening up and a real brooding effect and it's basically just a librarian doing her job downstairs where no one else is putting some books away and stuff but then you've got which how did they do this I expect it's absolutely simple the cards flipping up the drawers open and the cards going flip, yeah. flip, 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 that's flip, great flip. isn't it it's like wow that does look so good how did they do that yeah. is it literally like someone's behind pushing a stick so the drawer opens up or just pushing a hand from the other side then someone's got a fan underneath yeah I don't know, I don't know but it looks great and as a it kid you, you were like what and then you don't see what whatever Alice she sees she sees that we find out her name's Alice later when he says are you Alice, oh, I thought you meant you Alice. Menstruating right now. What has that got to do with it? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Like, sorry if we quote this film a few times, but it's just like crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah. So um, it does start off very scary. And then she just looks at something and scares and we go, boom. And straight into the logo, Ghostbusters. And we're straight to this seedy, smarmy, this lovable is, road. Straight into... The, this is giving us a little bit of character background to one of the main characters of the Ghostbusters. Dr. Peter Venkman. Dr. Peter Venkman. He's a ladies' he, man, isn't he? He is a creep. He is a creep. He is a creep. <laughs> he, he basically Don't pretends. pull any of those cheap moves on me. Oh, I got all new cheap moves. There's a quote from the second Ghostbusters. <laughs> he, uh, he basically is tricking um, some young... Hot student into uh, this is, a date. This is again them guys still being at university <laughs> on the campus yeah, and trying way to do it. Too old basically, for yeah. But oh, I love the fact that he's thirty three in this movie. Yeah, he looks about forty seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is that uh, he he's like a kid who's really really horny I know us blokes are horny devils anyway and that's what we like but um, he's like a real horny teenager stuff and he's really trying to on to do anything and be really slimy and that poor he, guy th- he's, this he's day and really, age he's willing to electrocute a this day and age guy. he'd have he'd be on a sex offenders list he probably would be. yeah oh so uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Bankman you were caught electrocuting a, a man so you could so try you could hook get up into with the a pants of a lady of a um, student yes yeah uh, so, um, then it's, it's the thing is that that's a brilliant scene. Just the whole cards and just the fact that he's putting the card up and the camera sees behind Peter and the card. And even when he gets it, gets it right, he goes, oh, I'm, sorry. "I'm sorry." Then they all look at it. It's a real close up on the eyes. Then the is finger goes. I'm getting kind of tired of this, man. You paid, didn't you? Um, and then Dr. Really? Stance breaks in. Now none of these guys really seem like doctors. Well, you're it's, getting paid, sorry. It's hilarious that the. Uh, when the dean, uh, uh, he, whenever he says doc, when he says Mr. Venkman, he's like Doctor Venkman, and the dean will not call them doctors because well, he doesn't consider well, them. doctors Just before this, going back to the last scene, I love the fact Ray comes in and cock blocks him yeah, completely. He's, he's, and Ray he's so comes excited. in excited about he's the like fact. He's like a child, and this is Ray's character in a second, just like yeah. that. Don't care about women. Enthusiastic. I'm so into ghosts, which I think is probably Dan Aykroyd in real life. To tell you the truth, you know. Um, he gets slapped in the head by Peter, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm in the middle of something. In the middle of something, right? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, I've always loved the score. This movie, just quickly, the score. Um, I recorded the whole of Ghostbusters, everything, onto tape as a kid. I put a tape <laughs> recorder up against the TV and press record. So, on my Walkman, going to school and back, I could just listen to the movie. That's incredible. All the dialogue and everything. Then I managed to get the soundtrack, which was, you know, which was brilliant. That's incredible. Well, then they go to, they go to said library where uh, it's been reported that uh, there was um, a free roaming spirit. So they hook up with their third buddy, who's also a doctor, uh, Egon. And it seems like Peter is a bit of a bully to Egon. He's always picking on him a bit. He, they are mates, but I felt like I, there was us last night. There was three of us ghost hunting last night, and I did feel a bit like Egon. Gavandy Dan. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so we find out straight away Egon is the brains, like he totally. And Egon's way there, talks. and this is his character introduction. Yeah. He's there with the headphones on, investigating stuff. So he him loves and Ray, science. He absolutely him loves and Ray science. are even though one science, Ray's probably more wants to believe in the supernatural a bit more. Ray's like are, Ray's more hands on, isn't he? He's like the tech. He's, he's the tech really guy, clever at building stuff. Guy. They yeah. are there, but you do need the spokesperson, the, the audience mouth. pleaser, yeah, the, the mouth, mouth, the, the lead group. singer of yeah, the band, exactly. being uh, Bill. And this scene, this library scene now, where they go in and they... Listen, do you, you smell, smell something? something? So much going on here. We're introduced to ectoplasm, which, as a kid, just seems oh, second nature oh, to know what it is. Oh. Yeah, and he's like, can you get a sample of this? And he's like, oh, I've got your mucus, Egon. And, you know, we're, it's just slime. But as a kid, suddenly you're like, yeah, ectoplasm. I'm like, oh, yeah, we know ectoplasm. It's just like yeah. snot, but like, wow, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But this is, the, I love the fact this is the first time for them all. And the fact they do, they see this ghost, and then they're like... Okay, Ray, what do we do? And they're like, I don't, they don't know what to do. We don't actually know what to do. We never actually expected this to actually happen. We've always been studying this. We get funded for this at university, but we didn't it's real. think, oh, what do you mean? Come over here. Come over here. So they, uh, so good. They, they do the fantastic get her. And then I remember get you saying, that's, that's it. Get her. I remember you saying the first time Jasmine watched this a couple of years ago, she was quite afraid of that. No, no, this is a lot. No, 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 no. You've got this wrong. Okay. Cat and I, um, cat as a child could only ever got to that part of the library and she turned it off. She couldn't watch it. Uh, okay. Me. And I was always a bit like, well, that's kind of scary. Jasmine and Daisy kept saying to me, I want to watch Ghostbusters. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. A couple of years ago, I let them watch it. They went, it's not scary. Oh, okay then. Well, so I find it pretty scary. They don't, but I think uh, kids are a little bit desensitised now. So they know now, this is the start now, that they know this, coupled with the fact that when they when they go back to their offices, they're being kicked off campus yeah, because... Right out of uni. So that is the kickstart now for them to start being Ghostbusters. Well, they're outside and they're drinking booze trying to figure what they're going to do with their lives because they haven't actually got jobs and stuff. And this is why it's quite amusing. You can kind of relate to these characters quite a bit. Not saying that we all don't have jobs, but do you know what I mean? That sort of situation. And in fact, like, well, what do we do? Well, this is a sign. We yeah, should go into sign. business ourselves. And it's Peter that kind of kickstarts this. He says... It does, even though he hasn't thought it through. He's, he's just like, sitting there going, yeah, let's do it. that, because he doesn't care, because it's not going to be his money. Egon's like, well, I do think there is a chance we could actually possibly trap one of these spirits or ghosts. And the only reason they're sort of doing this now is because, luckily, uh, uh, the catalyst to build this all up is the fact that they actually saw a ghost and they've got nothing to lose now they've been Otherwise, kicked off campus if they campus. hadn't seen that ghost and they were kicked off campus they just went back there that's the end of the movie yeah so 
they do it so that we get a little little bits of them wandering around. They Unfortunately, Dan Aykroyd has to take a third mortgage on his house his grandparents left him. Buys a goddamn uh, fire station, which again Ray's character here is brilliant. When Bill Murray doesn't even they're, they're not going to buy it with the bank manager. They're not going to buy the fire station at all. No, they're like this place is terrible. We can't until buy this Ray place. slides down the pole and says, "But this place is great." I'm going to get my stuff. I did like this gag in the 2016 one where they go to the exact same building. Not spoiling. Yeah. It's a little... It's not much a spoiler. It's a gag. And they go, well, how much is this going to cost? They're like, well, no, we can't afford it. And they cut to them looking at a different premises. I didn't mind that as a gag. They, they say at one point, oh, it's got a stripper's pole, don't they? Oh, that, that's, that's a different topic. Yeah, that's... that's that's crossing the streams and gags, if you ask that me. That is crossing the streams, and you never cross the streams. Total no, platonic reversals. So while while they're sort of they they're setting up business as a Ghostbusters. Yes, Ray loves it. Ray says, "Yeah, we're, we're moving in. I'm gonna get my stuff. We should stay here tonight. Tonight, we stay here." So while we're introduced to the, while they're doing that, we're introduced to two more characters who play big parts. Um, we're introduced to Dana, Dana Barrett, played by the beautiful Sigourney Weaver. Uh, who I think is absolutely stunning in this film, by the way. I yeah. don't know why. She's just incredible. Yeah. And we're also introduced to the fantastic Rick Moranis as Lewis. Little Lewis Tully, who's a bit of a stalker. He, loves, he kind of loves Rick Dana. Rick Moranis. Uh, he doesn't have this massive... But he's quite a major part, I suppose. Because he's the key master? Uh, yeah, he's the key master. Basically, he, he's the penis. And she's the gatekeeper. She's the, she's the, the, the vangina. So she's the gate and he's the key. It's pretty much what it says. It is pretty much. They kind um, of rub that in your face. Even though it's like a small... Part kind of it's he plays it so funnily. It's just the humour is so incredible. The fact he just comes chatting to her, he's obviously obsessed with her, and it's in the eighties period where he loves minerals. It's when everyone was on this vitamin kick. Yeah, we've got to have vitamins, got to have vitamins, and then he goes back to his, his room and he's just locked himself out of the house. There's so much we, we said this the other so much character development that he would have put into this character. Yeah. you see it in every and scene he's in. Humor. He completely chucks himself. Visual humour. The fact he just locked himself. What after chatting to her, he's, he's open door and he can't get in because he's locked himself he out because he, he's so obsessed with her. He was waiting for to come home he goes straight out there and that's that's massive character backstory which we don't need to have so she we then find out that Dana is also um, some a major part because she goes into her apartment she sees the commercial for the we're ready to believe you so she's like what is this Ghostbusters things that they're it's a real about. back in the day you imagine a cable TV's type of they've got their own sort of yeah. commercial that they've chucked together with a hundred dollars we're ready to believe, believe you. you and she goes in her kitchen and she's got a Stay puff marshmallow and her eggs and uh, I got some Stay puff marshmallows yeah well we didn't really have them did we uh, we had some the other we night we had a couple actually yeah, yeah. um and this is where she opens her... The, the eggs start frying on the countertop. For some reason, that always sort of a bit disturbed me as a little kid as well. And I want to know how they did that. Now, I would have said the whole of the worktop was a oven top. Was heated. An electric oven top where it's already really hot and obviously yeah. when it drops on it, the eggs going to cook. But if that was the case, surely the egg carton would start setting on fire. Yeah, I don't know, man. Is there some good practical effects in this film? I, I don't know. Like, the some of the, a lot of the making of, they don't go into a lot of the special effects stuff so much really she opens a fridge and we see um, it's difficult to see when you're as what a kid what it is special effects person do other after this or other films I don't really know to be honest with you, you we'll have a look in a moment you, you oh, well yeah so uh, she opens the fridge and as a kid I've got to be honest I couldn't really see what it was but it's only out on a million viewings later that you really notice that it's some kind of huge monument or temple like a temple almost with a couple of big animals running around and we hear we hear that famous name Zool <laughs> With a uh, terror dog with a light bulb in its mouth. And she kind of screams. Um, and that's it, really. And next up, then, we're introduced to the kind of the fifth member of the Ghostbusters, really, Janine. 
uh, played by the beautiful Annie Potts. She's very sassy. Um, there's a fantastic, what I can only expect is an ad-libbed scene between her and Bill Murray where he's sort of talking to her about her sitting around doing nothing and she's like, yeah, we're not, we have got no cars coming. And then he says, Janine, quit looking at me. You got those bug, you got those bug eyes, uh, which I think he probably said in real life, and they just rolled with it because she kind of almost half grins, and then he says, "Oh, sorry about the bug eyes," uh, and then we said suddenly Egon's popped up, and there's always been this weird little romance between Janine and Egon. Um, she thinks he's very fascinating, and his brain is very sexy to her. He's completely oblivious to it. You know, she sets him up so many times. Like, what? What do you uh, like to do in your spare time? I like to read, and he's like, I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Yeah, no, no. She's oh. like, oh really? Mm. Oh really? That's very interesting. It's oh. very interesting to me. She's um, great. I really love her. The special effects is actually uh, not. This is not visual special effect, being like the obviously the library and stuff. The actual practical. Yeah. Nineteen people worked on it. But you, had, you did have one effects supervisor, so that's all I can really go for as a person, because he's a supervisor. And that's Chuck Gasper. Um, he, he was born in 1938, and he died in 2009, but he did uh, Lethal Weapon special effects, Batman special effects, Armageddon, Anaconda, Twister. So, mm. it's not a not huge, someone who's specifically some in, in horror stuff, because us guys and everyone who listens to this, we all, obviously we're all fans of horror, and we always know certain people, the uh, Stan Winston's, your uh, uh, Rick Bakers and stuff like that, so we know these people who specifically quite often work in a lot of the horror genre, but this wasn't, but they were really done really well, so I think it was a case of just being a bunch of people, like, oh, how can we make this work? Oh, you want to do that? Oh, let's see, That's how, how does this work? Because even though Slimer, when we get to him later, we'll talk properly about that, but when we see him, he, even though he it is an effect, it's... Obviously, a practical effect that's then been laid over yeah. the actual, you know, the footage because they've made him see through and glow. But it's actually a puppet, and we've seen background documentaries where you see that puppet of Slimer. Yeah. Um, so Dana's come in. She she walks in the office and sort of says, you know, I've seen your advert on TV. Peter and it's basically their first customer. They, they've had Janine there, and they've had no jobs. Nothing uh, no, nothing's come in. Nothing since that first thing. So well, it's got to the point where like um, they, they're running out of rations, aren't they? There's pay cash soon after this sort of runs out because they've, they've actually got they've got no customers. Got what nothing. are they going to do? So Venkman literally leaps out of his seat, leaps over a wall, and like, basically <laughs> a, a woman yeah. with legs and boobs has walked into the room, and he's just all over it. So they, they the guys are loving it. So you got Ray, you got Egon, you got Peter. They're all sort of asking her what she's seen what's happened and she's just happy to tell somebody who seems to be believing what she she saw in her fridge uh, even though he's being quite dry about it you know i love that what is pete squeezing oh and yeah she so says are you doing goes, it right? he, i think well, i think so I think goes, I'm doing it wrong. so he goes to the, her apartment doesn't need to check out, check her out i mean check out her apartment yeah and he's got what is called the acto sniffer which uh, is just like like you said what is it and she even says to him what even is that thing he's like it's just one of are our you doing little it right? toys well yeah well I, well I think so he doesn't know what he's doing he does the little thing with the piano yeah and she the best line for me is when he says oh what's in here and she's like that's the bedroom but nothing ever happened in there what a crime <laughs> so she, she's like look you're a very odd man you're like a game show host are you actually going to bother checking out this is nice though when she says to him directly in the eyes you're like a game show host just before this happened he thought he was possibly getting in there then he stares at her for a while because his brain's going this isn't working no my usual charms out, aren't I need working. to pull out some new cheap moves on her Let's go back to why I'm here. Then I'll roll it back round again, and you can almost see this in his head. Yeah. And this is why it's so brilliantly done. 
he steps in the kitchen and he checks out and he doesn't see anything there's nothing in there to be seen at all which she's gutted about and he's like well you say you saw it but you know there's not really anything there um so that's the end of that really he sort of says you know he, he tries to ask he tells her he's madly in love with her so he's tried he's thrown out all the stops really there you know, he's known her for probably two hours at this point I'm madly in love with you she's like get out so she kind of kicks him she out she kind of apartment. kicks him out and says hang on I'll prove to you that you know the problem you had and we can get this all sorted and stuff and he's just clutching at straws to get in her pants now basically so we, we cut back then uh, later so, on to the guys eating Chinese well, food this is we're coming up to the end of the first half so they're all sitting around eating Chinese food smoking a lot of cigarettes smoking a lot of cigarettes smoking, a lot of drinking full fat coke in this movie smoking yeah. cigarettes and eating junk food eating Twinkies and shit yeah. and it kind of makes me feel this is kind of how I feel like I've never been to New York and I really want to go but this kind of makes me feel this is what New York is this is what New York and if I go to New York a bit why is everyone not eating Twinkies and smoking cigarettes <laughs> they're not anymore I think they're probably a bit more healthy but this is, our, this is our first act where we've climbed a tree we're now sitting in the tree for the second act which is we got one yep. um, Janine screams and this is where one. the business starts to boom we get a fantastic shot of Ecto-1 tearing out of the fire station and this is what we need so this is what we said in the the 2016 one where they had it three times and it never felt and it never felt like there's a build up to the ghost coming for their business to actually take off in the 2016 case let's just show it again let's show it again let's show it again and they where this was like this is the only time you really sort of have that and it's really exciting in the slightly sped up shot of them doing like a u-turn in the street and just zooming off down the road and it's exciting and actually again another iconic Everybody wants car. this to happen. We're like, please, we want them to have a job. We want this to happen. There's got to be a ghost. We want to see another ghost. And it happens. We're as excited as these guys going into the hotel. We're with them. Like, let's fucking go to this hotel and see what's going on. This is brilliant. So another another iconic thing, Ecto-1, the car, fantastic. You recognise it straight away, you know. So silly things like ectoplasm, Ecto-1. And later on, we get Ecto-goggles. We get proton packs. These are weird words that we shouldn't really use in everyday you know, language, that is slang or whatever, but we all we all know them from this film. It's really, really, really cool. Uh, they get to this this hotel, which is where we're going to get to meet Slimer. Everybody knows this uh, this scene with us, with Slimer in there in the ballroom and the, they're pissing off the hotel manager. But before we get to that, we've got the whole walk going into the elevator, which is an amazing oh scene. Oh, my God, it's so good. They go into the elevator after someone says, like, a cockroach will bite your frigging head off, you know, because they think they're exterminated. Yeah. But the funny thing is, because of the job that I do, how often I'll go into a building and I'll be going to lift with all this sort of bit of machinery and chem um, stuff and that, and people will be looking at us going, hey, you guys like the Ghostbusters? <laughs> um, yeah, yep. kind of. Somebody just saw a free roaming phantasm up on... Up on but the they're in the elevator. Now, this scene is... I love this scene for the humour's sake. The yeah. fact that they're in there and then they realise, oh, I've just realised, guys, we've we've got, like, an unlicensed nuclear proton accelerator pack accelerator on our yeah. back. We haven't actually tested it out. <laughs> Ray's like, like, I blame myself. And Peter's like, yeah, I do as well. Yeah, I blame you too. Okay, well, switch me on. And it ha- it's it makes obviously going to be noise. Ray that gets switched on. He's the one who's always going to go first, like, originally like um, when he goes up to speak to the ghost they're always like push push Ray in push Ray in yeah. he's, he's the innocent one who likes to do all this so they turn it on and the fact that they go in the surround sounds really nice sound design and they both shift out Egon and Ray uh, Egon and Bill Egon and Peter they kind of shift themselves over from him it's just no, a word is spoken. Not that you don't need to. It's, it's just visual comedy. Away, it's yeah. lovely. And yeah, and it's just 
pisses all over most of the gags and just that scene alone. Yeah, I know, I know. But anyway, yeah, I'm not going to slag off. We're trying to diss it too much. Um, yeah. uh, we get a great great few moments of them wandering around. They, let's split up. Yeah, we'll do more damage that way. <laughs> great lines. So they go around this hotel. They're split up and they're all wandering around. You know, Pete, uh, Ray's walking around with a cigarette as you do back back in 1980. And I love the fact when he has the cigarette. Did you? Because uh, I used to smoke back in the day and I could do the whole your cigarette and you flick it off yeah, in your mouth yeah. then you'd let it droop again on your lip and I love the fact he has that just literally droop down because he's wandering around just smoking you've got Egon going around poking people who see if they're real or not yeah which is hilarious and Peter's just like oh this what am I doing but he's the one who actually comes across Slimer really and gets full phys- um, con- physical he's kind contact. of slimy himself isn't he he is a bit slimy and he's sort of that's a funny reason he gets again, slimed quite a lot doesn't he well Ray again is so excited that he's been slimed he's like bit Egon, Egon, this is brilliant. He's like radio in it. He's like, get some for me. In the right, right, he's like, he's down here. He's just gone in a ballroom. So they all like converge downstairs in the ballroom. Well, no, just when he says, oh, keep some slime for me. And he just nods in agreement. No, nothing's, then they carry on. So they go to the ballroom and they say to the manager, "Uh, if you can just like um, keep your staff out of here just for a few minutes. They don't know what they're going to do. They've they've no idea. Like they're going into this blind. At this point, we don't even know they've got a trap that they're going to use. Peter probably doesn't even know they've got a trap that they're going to use. Well, they creep into the hotel and they've got their little goggles and they're looking around. It's almost very military style, looking around. And the slime is up on the uh, the, the uh, finger above the chandelier. Yeah. Um, and again, and this is where they also say, don't cross the streams. Yeah, well, after they've used the gun once, yeah. he says, oh, actually, guys, just to let you know, you probably shouldn't cross the streams. You might reverse the... Uh, what is it? Total protonic reversal. Yeah. Imagine every particle in your every in your being in the universe exploding at the speed. Well, of they light. explain that later on, don't they? Before. No, no. I think he explains it. Then he says, uh, "He says I'm a bit fuzzy on the whole good bad thing." No, no. This is later on in the movie. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know. Oh, okay. Pretty sure he doesn't know. He um, says, "All right, that's good. Important safety tip." But, Thank but, you. But, and they're destroying this place. His manager's outside and they, saying again, to they, this woman, they, "Like, it's all right. Your table will be ready." Again, they've never used these guns, so and they've never used any of his stuff. And they go in there, and these up. things are like flamethrowers, but like a single laser flamethrowers. And it's just like wow. nuclear laser <laughs> flamethrowers. Something which would probably burn your back off. You can and imagine. And he does, and they make it. They they sort of. Remember the rules as they go through it. Like, oh, uh, mind, careful with your stream. I don't want my face burned this off. This is like that. basically some cowboy contractors. Yeah. In the world of Ghostbusters. But this is where they first learn to work together as a team and how to operate the equipment. Yeah. They catch the ghost from either side while Ray splits, the, sits the tra- trap out. He says, "Don't look right into the trap," which Ray or Egon obviously does. I'm looking at the trap. Uh, and they they smack, smack down on the pedal they and they catch, catch the ghost, a ghost and they call Slimer and they're free free roaming class five. Yeah, they actually class catch a ghost. The first ghost they've caught. Um, they leave the place and they just real nasty one. Real too. nasty one. And the the, the um, manager's like, uh, and they're making money because the manager's like, well, you know, what what are you looking at? And it comes to five grand. This is eighty four. This is with them giving some money off. Because we're having a special on Entrapment of the Beast. Well, they're not giving money off. They're just making it up. But um, you got Egon there pick, sticking his fingers out at different four, prices. One. <laughs> and invent... So they... they, they but pay but the mouth of the mouth of the crew is telling everyone where Egon the brain saying, this is what you charge. Charge this, charge yeah. that. And Ray's like, uh, Pete's like, yeah, okay, this is what it's going to cost. All right, well, if you don't pay, no problem. We could just take it back. Ray, can you just go take it back? Yeah, no problem. And they know he's going to pay. So they've made five grand. Boom, done and dusted. So this is going to keep him going for it. But after this... There seems to be a massive thing going on where ghosts are springing up all over New York. Now, do you think the rest of the world had ghosts coming up 
Or it's just because it is this hotel. I think it was just because it was this the hotel, hotel was yeah. going to have this thing. Really so the ghosts, anymore. you're coming, yeah. So we get a typical eighties montage now, but it's great because it does it's cool. move the plot forward quite quite a few weeks. Probably they're getting more and more uh, famous. They're getting better and better at catching ghosts. Are you also love this because you had Casey Kasem? Yeah. Where now he used to do like the chart show on Capital FM, like when I was a kid. Yeah. And I used to listen to it, and I'd be He's like, got a great voice. And you would listen to it because it's the same guy. It was in Ghostbusters and the Voice. Do you know about him once? He went missing once. Yeah, he did. He went. Uh, yeah, you told me about this the other yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, we could have done that for World of Strange. He also uh, did the voice in uh, Battle of the Planets. He did the robot in Battle of the Planets as well, which is a cartoon. Oh, okay. Uh, he's got a very, very, it's a very distinctive voice, voice, but it's a very good radio voice, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, uh, we get this montage. Lots of things going on. Like I say, press clippings and stuff. Yeah, we get like, them being interviewed on TV. Ghost is really big. Everybody knows who they are. They're asking if they've seen Elvis. Ray, um, Ray gets a blowjob. Ray from gets a, ghost. a blowjob, which I. I had to sort of wipe off my notes because Jazz was reading my notes and he's like, I don't want you to read that. That is very weird that that happens. Um, yeah, very weird. They seem to all begin it. They kind moment, of get away they? with not really showing any ghosts other than the blowjob ghost, really, during this montage. We're just, like you say, Gav, we've got loads and loads of clippings from TV shows and magazines. But this is it. Well, this is a way to keep your budget down. You don't have ghosts all the time anyway. No, they're getting more and more tired. They're getting more and more um, jobs. And they're making money, but there's only three of them. So this is where they put an advert out. And in walks Winston Zedmore. Ernie Hudson, who is kind of like the voice of the audience in that he kind of just says what we're thinking. He's, he yes, doesn't he, buy he, into any of this. Yeah, he's coming in. Just He just says, well, if it's a steady paycheck, I'll believe in anything you say. Yeah. He just wants a job. And he's like, oh, this is uh, Peter, Peter Venkman and uh, Ray Stanton's. Great, you're oh, hired. Nice. Here you go. Here's he's some like, stuff. Oh, cool. Here's, uh, here, we'll show you how to use this. This is where we keep the ghosts. And he's straight in there. Boom, done it. So then we see a few more little bits with Winston being involved. We meet um, Walter Peck. This is where Walter Peck... Comes um, in for the first time, doesn't well, he? Well, he comes in, the dickless wonder comes in. Um, he basically is <laughs> just a guy from um, the, the government... of um, Environmental Health. Protection and he's just... I, I, he must have seen what's going on on the press and go like, yeah, I need to go see what's going on with these guys. So to be fair... He's doing his I job. I suppose if they're using nuclear equipment walking around New York, they're storing ghosts yeah, in something. You can understand where he's coming from, but he wants to see what's going on. Um, he doesn't say please. They make well, him he say winds, please. the problem is, is he winds up Peter Venkman to the point he that does. Peter just basically tells him to piss off. Basically, Peter probably wasn't the person that he should have spoke to. No. If he had gone to Egon... Or Ray, they probably would have been, yeah, all right. We can Winston would probably say, yeah, no, yeah, come down there. But because he, he but pissed him off. But he goes to Peter. So Peter takes his vendetta with him already. Like I don't like this dude. So he says, "Well, I'll come back." And he goes, "You do that, and I'll sue you. I'll do a counter sue for whatever it is." He's basically says, "Like you try it." So that's the end of um, Walter Peck for now. Rick's having a party, or Rick Moranis. Well, just before that, we get a little tidbit here of the Twinkie theory, where we suddenly Egon and Ray are discussing that there's been a lot of of supernatural activity, probably more than then really should be and they just start talking about they compare a normal Twinkie to supernatural the normal amount of supernatural activity in New York and judging by what's going on it'd be a Twinkie that's like I didn't know what Twinkies were now my friend went to America and I said to him dude can you see if you can get me some Twinkies I'm not sure nowadays. they still sell them yeah, yeah. yeah. do they yeah, yeah. you can buy Twinkies in England now oh, but really? my friend bought me back a box of Twinkies they're all right. So cool. They're pure, pure sugar, though. It is. When I was a kid, though, I was just like, this is in Ghostbusters. So yeah, yeah, I can imagine that being quite cool. So we know that there's a lot, there's there's a lot of supernatural activity, and 
it, it's just kind of dropped in there really and then while that's happening we get the the terror dogs land like something's happening in dana and um lewis's apartment on the roof we get these dogs lewis's uh lewis's uh party yeah well we get the scary chair don't we before we get to the oh, party because dana gets taken da- away, dana she? gets taken into her fridge or something i did find because it's the hands that come up are kind of like dog claws yeah. but they're they're obviously human hands they've mm. got arms wrists but they're really clawy and they're dark, real sort of dark skin that's in black and grey, kind yeah. of real different tones, and they're real thick and muscly. And they all come out through the chair, like between and their they legs come out really as well, quickly, which kind of scared me as well. Yeah, sort of scared me. As One of them grabs her tit. Yeah. And, and pushes it, her into this fridge. It's which a great is a, scene. The carpet all rolls. It's genuinely a scary it's, scene. It's, yeah, it's a really horrific scene. Um, Yeah, older... Then we go to the party. The party, which I find this party amazing. It's very He's 80s. basically a tax accountant. People are turning up who's clients. So they walk in and says, no Hey, friends. this dude's got a carpet cleaning business in the cedar. He's paid off most of his mortgage. He's he's gonna got a little bit left APR of blah 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 blah. It's okay, but so basically he's doing well. Give me a cold stare. And that's his instruction. He's people come he's to like, the we're party. Gonna, we're gonna play Twister, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And Dana walks by and he's waiting at the door. And that somehow knows the second she walks by. So this is just and before he's she gets eaten that by she's the got chair. A date. Yeah, but she, she's very sweet to him. Oh, okay, says, we might me, come by. It's a very sweet scene, actually, but she then gets taken in the fridge by the, the, the chair. and then um, he, he dances away with a big, tall, blonde girl. Yeah, he's like, well, maybe if we dance together, other people will dance. She's like, okay. So they start <laughs> dancing, which is nuts, really. Uh, some more people turn it's up. It's very, very uh, Bachelor Party 80s movie thing. People though, are having it? a terrible time at this party, but they're, they're really trying. Um he some more people turn up and he says he says these are the guys that you know do their own taxes da 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 oh no they've got their own uh, carpet Copy clean business yeah. and then he throws their coats in and you hear the sort of growling chucks a chair on okay uh, who bought the dog and it smashes out and basically chases him it's a giant he sort of runs like saying there's a bear in my apartment this is this is an unfortunate <laughs> bit of the weakness of the CGI here when it's running along it's a it's a little whack but you know is what it is. It's 1984. Now, while this is going on, uh, the bear, or cougar as it's described, or we know it as a terror dog, chases Lewis out and captures him. We don't see what it does to him. We also see that Peter's gone round to see uh, um, Dana. And she says, uh, there is no Dana, there is only Zool. And he, I, I am the uh, the key master. She, she uh, says, are you sorry. the gatekeeper? He says, no. So she slams no, she, the door. She says, back. are you the key master? And he says, no. So he knocks the door again and says... She says the same thing. He says, yes. And then she lets him in. in. He says, well, I'm a friend of his, um, so I'll just come in. And she's been all very seductive here. She's looking at him like, and she's basically trying on to him. She wants to have sex in. Now, hands down to Peter here, he doesn't, even though he's such a slimy character, he doesn't go along with it. He's he's respectful in the fact like, something's not right here. To the point where he says, when she says, I want you inside me. Now, whether you take that sexually or whether you take that Well, it obviously is, but I didn't know this gag until I watched it with Jasmine because I had an innocent head with me watching it so when she says i do you want to i want you inside me he says oh no there's there's a couple there's of people already, couple already of in there. there i think it might be a bit full up it was just like oh my god you know um yeah yeah so it's all kicking off we got lewis who gets them brought in by the police and he's running around claiming to be Vince Clortho, the key master. So Egon starts experimenting on him. He's acting like a crazy, weird caveman with one mission, which is to find the gatekeeper. While that's happening, Peter's on the phone to them saying, well, I've got the, the gate, I've got the uh, gatekeeper here. Uh, maybe we should get these together. And Egon's like, no, that would be really dangerous. So while that's going on, Dickless turns up and he shuts down the ecto-containment unit. It's true. This guy has no dick. 
he shuts it down and a great big fucking hole blows in the top of the, the thing and, and releases everything the that they've returning, ever caught. isn't it? Everything no, goes nuts. Just flies out, it top, goes out through the top of the building. They all get arrested. Um, we see all these ghosts that, we, that taxi driver ghost used to scare this me. This is a, a sign, a sign we're going out of business. <laughs> Brilliant. The taxi driver ghost used to scare me as a bit as a kid. Um, you get a slimer, it makes another appearance. The, the skeleton taxi driver is really good prophetics. Um, we get um, just loads of ghosts running them up throughout the city. They get arrested. They get they get chucked in prison, and while they're in prison, they get a five minute breather where they they're looking at the blueprints of the building, and this is where they figure out that the building was built as basically a gateway to another world by some crazy cult leader in like 1910 or 20 or something, and. What does he say? He says your girlfriend's got her corner apartment in the gateway to hell or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember how he describes it. Yeah. We get the um, the guy from Die Hard for a split second, don't we? It's the cop that releases them. There's from two characters from Die Hard in this. Yep. Walter, Peck Walter Peck and the cop who helps old uh, Bruce Willis out. Well, he's a limo driver, isn't he? No. Is it not him? No, that's not Argold. I know it's not Argold, is it? Oh, we he's a cop. That's right. So he's played a cop twice. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um... So they get released and they all get dragged in the mayor's office. And there's Sergeant big, Powell. Sergeant Powell, that's his name. So he gets, there's a big confrontation here between uh, Mr. Pecker or Walter Peck. It's true, this man has no dick. And the mayor basically ends up siding with the Ghostbusters on this. I've seen shit that turn you white. <laughs> that's hilarious. We get the whole cats and dogs. I explained that to Jasmine as well. You know. We get the whole cats and dogs um, living together speech. Uh, Walter Peck's really not pleased about that, but but you know that's the way it goes down. And even like um, some very high up religious head comes in and sort of says, "Yeah, it's kind of the end of the world, guys. You need to get on this." So Peter, which is funny when it comes to the sequel, and they discuss like what happened at the end of it, and they basically yeah, say they that they'd made some fake pyrotechnic type uh, weird, actually, uh, thing, it? and they did it all, faked it all themselves. Like they somehow made weird. an earthquake happen themselves, you know. So um, they get a police escort they get and the police army, and army escort to a building where it's already been cornered off. There's crowd barriers there with a massive crowd who loads of absolutely love the Ghostbusters. Yeah, they're the Ghostbusters, fans. Ghostbusters, Come on, Ray, they love you. Come on. And they're sort of wandering around. And they feel like they're walking on air at this point. They're like film stars. They're, they're untouchable, basically. And we get a weird moment. And I'm, me and Gav are discussing, we don't understand this relevance of this, really. What, like, what, like a sort of the, universal rides feature yeah where, where the, the pavement, opens, the pavement up. opens up it's almost I guess it's to show you that when they come back they're, out they're, they're, they're the crowds are so ecstatic when that they're still alive when they come back out that I suppose it's to reinforce how loved they are by New York at that point maybe well it's also to say that they something's trying to stop them you know that's what it is it's like you're not going to get anywhere we're stopping you right now we're shutting you down this, this force because it's afraid of the Ghostbusters somehow it knows these guys you know um, while they're sort of there, we see that upstairs, Vince Clotho, aka the gate, the keymaster, has found Dana Barrett, aka the keymaster, and they've kind of. We don't really do they know. Have if, sex? Well, this is what I'm going to say. We don't know if they do, but you would assume they must that have I think sex. They, they might do. They might do. They become then they become terror dogs, um, and sort of sit on either side of uh, Zool, Zool, um, who's who's like the, uh, the the keeper. Well, I don't know what her role is, but she basically. She brings forth Gozar the Gozarian later on. Um, he takes that form that we'll, we'll get to in a moment. Uh, so Peter sees her transform and he says, well, so, so she's a dog. And this is great now. So we've got this, like, this is, like, general, general like, 
end of level boss at the end of a video game really terrifying yeah you know they've got to the top floor of the building it's falling apart and they, they sort of talk to her and she sort of asks them a simple question are you a god and uh, uh no. Um, no no and she f- she tries killing them by throwing them off the someone building someone asks you if you're a god you say yes so they uh they then use their proton packs uh, a couple of times doesn't really work she vanishes and they think well they do think it works they thought it they vanishes think, well, that was easy well that was easy yeah. we got the tools we got the talent yeah but um she comes back then twice as strong and uh choose yeah choose your choose uh, a destroyer and they figure that she's trying to get them to whatever they think of yeah to bring about the I'm end I'm glad of the that world. they thought of that really quickly because like yeah I'm kind of like Ray my mind's going to wander what the hell would have you thought of? I always, as a kid, used to think, would I be able to blank my mind out enough to, you know? Yeah, but I wouldn't. Me and my sister would have discussions. Okay, okay, right, okay. Test now, okay. Blank your mind, and blank your mind. Oh, Can't, it's hard to do it. Teddy cup, teddy bear riding, riding a teacup rider, fair. That's what I thought of. That's so weird you say that, because me and my sister would always have conversations about what you would think of if you, because you, we couldn't blank our minds. So I used to say a teddy bear, and she'd say, yeah, but then it'd be a giant teddy bear that would run around New York. So it's hard to she think She said of, teddy bear. Yeah. No, I said teddy bear, but in a teacup ride on a fairground. Destroying New York. Just going around. Smashing That's what York. I thought of, and I tried to blank feathers. my mind. There'd be so many feathers that everyone... Let's would. do it again. Let's blank our minds. I thought of a duck then. Baz in a swimsuit. Oh, God. Destroying New York. <laughs> I thought of a duck. A duck. Baz riding a duck. In a swimsuit. Yeah. Like the Joker's, um, the Penguin's duck from Batman Returns, that big duck. Yeah, thing. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, anyway, that's horrifying. But um, Ray, unfortunately, is the only one that doesn't manage to blank his mind, and he thinks of Mr. Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and everybody knows this icon. Um, big, well, blobby... He's a, he's a seaman. Let's just get him laid. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. He, I love the fact Stay Puft, though. He has this real nice, happy face. He's got a great big smile. Well, he's destroying what, and killing people. That's what makes it so sinister, though, because, like, with Godzilla and King Kong, they're angry as they're doing it, but he's just like, hey! It's the classic thing of the New York movie where you have this big enemy comes and destroys the town. New York's been destroyed so many times. It has, it has. Um, So they they don't know what to do, really. And they come up with one thing that was touched on earlier, which is the only way to do this, and it might work, is to cross the streams. And aim for the flat top. Aim for the flat top, guys. So they're going to cross the streams. Cross the streams. I love when Ray does it. It's almost like he's possessed. Why is he saying that? Because he doesn't want to do it, but also because he realises that's probably the only way. Like, oh, yeah, I guess it's kind of desperation, isn't it? So they do it, and they don't die. They explode the Marshmallow Man. There's a great scene where... It looks what, really good when they destroy it, though. Yeah, really it impressed by really it. Um, there's a great scene where... Cause then oh, we Dickless. Get, yeah, we get raining marshmallow everywhere, and... Which was shaving foam. Walter Peck just gets the biggest bucket. Well, looks like a lorry load just lands. And you can hear him go, ah, 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 as it cuts, he's still screaming. <laughs> out there. Uh, the guys are all alive. It's great. Um... But unfortunately, it looks like Dana and Well, Stay Puft does his little bit of a King Kong impression, doesn't he? he climbs up the building. Oh, he starts climbing up the building, yeah, actually, But then yeah. he just blows up and the flames come and all this sort of it stuff. It seems to shut the portal, but unfortunately, the terror dogs that were once Dana and Lewis are now statues. And it and Ray makes the mistake of saying, oh, it smells like barbecue 
Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Peter. I'm, I'm so sorry, Peter. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, but then they're, they're alive. They're inside them and they, they get them out. And uh, it's a really happy moment, you know, where we, we don't get a freeze frame because that's one of the staple 80s endings. But we do get the credits rolling over them, waving at the crowds and everyone really ha- happy and, you know. And, and that's the end, really. We get the Ghostbusters theme tune. And little did they know that this film was going to kickstart, you know, this giant, huge merchandise-driven logo on everything franchise that they made a sequel to a few years later, which Gav and I both love, although some people don't, and a remake and a video game even that not not that long ago. Other video games came out originally back in the 80s. Um, Soundtracks, you know, just so many rip-offs, cartoons, comics, just everything. And it's just going and going and still going now. Everybody knows Ghostbusters. There's a documentary which is on uh, Netflix UK. It only came out about a week ago called Ghost Heads, which Gavin and I watched most of earlier, um, which is sort of focuses on the fans who might, you might say they're obsessed fans and to some extent they are, but Ghostbusters, the film, has changed a lot of these people's lives. There was a lady on there who was an alcoholic, um, but in getting involved in being a Ghostbuster, like a cosplay Ghostbuster and going around helping sick children and stuff. Some of these people have like really, it's changed their lives. And there's interviews with Dan Aykroyd and they're all genuinely like... Bill doesn't normally do. Bill Murray doesn't, I, unfortunately. I don't know why, I guess he, he comes to that sort of... He was, burnt, but he was burnt by the second one. He didn't really want to make the second Ghostbusters movie because to I, him it was more about... I've got to say in some respects, I kind of feel like they should have just done the first one and left it. I understand. I, I enjoy the second one. I enjoy it. I, it wasn't required. Bill Murray's problem with it was it there was more effect and there were jokes and humans which isn't humans? strictly true yeah it's Human not humour humans oh He's, okay he said to him it was more about the, the effects than it was the character the human characters and the uh, the jokes but I don't fully agree with that and I think actually it, to me it worked um, some people don't don't like it very much interesting thing the, the woman who played Gozar Gozar the she only did 10 things done 10 things sort of thing and she really didn't do much but in 97 99 she did a House on Haunted Hill remake she was a twisted nurse then she didn't do anything again until she was a tarot reader last year in the movie I wonder what she even looks like now I have no idea yeah um, Dan Aykroyd used to refer to the ghost of Slimer as the ghost of, of John Belushi yeah uh, I'm not sure if that's I suppose that he could say that about him because they were friends but that's a bit mean <laughs> um but yeah, a fantastic film. Uh, I'm pretty sure that most 99% of our listeners have probably seen this. Um, there's so much to talk about with it. We won't go into all of it. We'll go into some of it for a little bit more. Like Things like how different the film would have been had Eddie Murphy played Winston or had John Candy been in it. Or was Chevy Chase attached to it at one point no. as well? No, it was just John Belushi then. It would have been so strange. John Belushi died, unfortunately, when Ray was writing it. Hmm. And that's another great thing about and Egon, it. Egon, who's obviously Harold Ramis, he um he was co-writing it, and but and and they were thinking about who's going to play it, and it's like, well, I think the only person going to play this is me. Yeah. So it went on to. So it's uh, written by the two, half of the cast, you know, Harold Ramis and uh, Dan Aykroyd wrote it. Ivan Reitman obviously worked really well with those guys. Um, I'd, I'd love to see almost outtakes which are on the cutting room floor. Because I bet there's still some gags which are like, man, that's hilarious. I bet, I bet, I bet there were. Especially, I mean, Rip Moranis, bless him, he doesn't do anything anymore, but he was 
so funny back when he was doing it movies. must have been quite hard when you're cutting <clears throat> the film together because it's a very thin line between horror and humor and getting that balance right so you're, you're trying to make what you're making this is a spooky comedy i would say it's probably more comedy i was going to say the balance just, to me is more just, just 60 70 percent yeah comedy. just just comedies above it but it's still got enough spooky elements in to it. make it that sort of film and, and for it, horror fans like it as much as just straight and again, it. going back to what I said earlier, it takes itself seriously, which adds to the story, adds that you love these characters, you're with them, that they've got great chemistry, you feel like they're good buddies, you're just hanging out with them, you're rooting for them all the way. Um, it's, it's just, it's quite an innocent film in those respects, really. But um, it also is trying, it's kind of saying, you know, no matter how bad, I'm, this is, I'm kind of paraphrasing, um, Harold Ramis here, uh, he did say, I saw something with a clip. Ramis or Ramis? Ramis, Ramis, Harold Ramis, I don't really know. I've said it two different ways, haven't I? He said something along the lines of the moral that he was pushing for in the writing was no matter how bad things get, no matter how unbelievable things can be, if you've got your mates with you and you stick together and you try your best, which is very cheesy, you can overcome anything. Um, so, and that kind of, I suppose, does come through in some ways. You know, it's, it's almost like they just went into this very brave and bold and see with this compared to the 16 2016 one I didn't feel the relationship was there as much I hated the, the characters the characters they, weren't developed enough they didn't seem to get on they were bitching with each other all the time the only time we see these Ghostbusters characters argue ever really is in Ghostbusters 2 when they get the, the negative the slime, slime on them. And actually that, that scene is really, for me as a kid, when, when Winston says, I'm going to punch your lights out, or one of them says, I'm going to punch your lights out, man, that's really horrible because you're like, whoa, you guys are like brothers. What are you doing? Yeah, I didn't I didn't have that. I really, did, oh, really, I really didn't like that no, scene. I, I never, I never really. um, but then he says, you know, it's the slime guys, get get the, get the these get everything off. Get, and Ghostbusters 2 does have some good stuff. And we should probably cover that in a future episode because maybe it, it gets it's real. I didn't realise how split down the middle the horror community is about Ghostbusters two until we started doing this podcast and talking about it and things like that. And even watching these two films for this episode, quite a lot of people, well, a few people have commented, "Well, it can't be worse than Ghostbusters 2. And it's like, what's what? What is bad about Ghostbusters two? It is worse than Ghostbusters. It's 2. worse, but Ghostbusters one is incredible. Two. So. So, yeah, sorry. sorry, Ghostbusters 1 is incredible. Ghostbusters, I'm sorry, I was saying 2 is worse than 1, but only because 1 is almost like a perfect film. Yeah, yeah. 2 is still, for me, a you really good film. You changed your rating for Ghostbusters, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It was a 9 out of 10 on I've, Ghostbusters at 1984. Now it's a 10 out of 10, I've decided. On IMDb. Yeah, I've decided, it, to me, it's one of those, it's like the birds and things like that. I think 10 out of 10 movies have got to be their films that you can put on at any point and watch it. And I've You're watched it. To watch it. And I've watched it two and a half times in the last and week. And obviously, everybody's individual. So many different things makes us personally individual. The way they're brought up, every, everything, everything. Yeah. All from the genes, lots of lots of things, the environment they live in, the world they live in at that period of time. And, um, but I'm with you. Uh, I'd probably give it a 10 out of 10, I think. I think it's a fantastic film. Um, I'd give this a massive thumbs up. I think if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But if you have seen it, go watch it because it's just... And, and if you can, um, it's not too expensive to get a Blu-ray copy. And it's a real nice transfer. So do try and check that out if you've not seen that HD copy because it's nice too. And I can... It's really difficult for me to watch this film without them watching Ghostbusters 2 straight after. Okay. I kind of put them in the same... Almost like a little double bill I have to do. I wouldn't be bothered. See, part two is like that... that friend of mine who hasn't come to visit that often but I'm quite happy when he does come yeah I know what you mean you love him but you don't see him you don't, not that bother. you don't think about him too much when he's not there but when he shows up we're like oh yeah you're pretty fun to hang I out do with. like you I don't mind you yeah yeah are you trying to tell me something no 
Okay. Well, join Marshmallow Man thumbs up from me. A big Stay Puffed thumb up for me. Fantastic. What a great film Ghostbusters is. And uh, it pisses all over the 2016... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Is it a like, remake? Is it a sequel? Who knows what thing it is. It's been a few it. days since we watched <clears throat> that. And I thought about the 2016 more. And I've looked at reviews. And reviews are actually fairly... This is not the usual reviews on yeah. IMDb. The critic reviews, they're, they're favourable. And, and I do feel like... Maybe I need to give it another go. Not that I'm going to. Maybe in the future I will when it's on TV or Netflix. Or but I'm not right now. I feel like I'm missing out. I don't get what everyone else is getting. Yeah, with I don't. I'm not. I'm missing the humour in it. I, I'm confused. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't. I feel like is it because I'm almost forty and yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm. Well, if you think I about like it, the we're almost forty. Of the '80s comedy so much more. Am I missing out the humour? Do I not understand humour anymore? Well, we're almost forty. Ghostbusters is thirty-two years old. Is that right? Okay. So. It's been ingrained in our lives since we were not even double figures. Yeah, so there's a massive nostalgia to it. So maybe we are slightly biased. I did go in. I did go in completely we did. blank, we and did I was try. happy for all we women, like I said. But you know, you've heard you've heard our two, 2016 report review thing. Report. Report um, earlier, so you know. There we go. Let's get the fuck out of here, man. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's what, go. Where are we going now? Uh, it's uh, Peter Bateman now, isn't it? Uh, Peter Fagan, is Pete, he? Yeah, Peter Fagan's going to... Hi, welcome back to World of the Strange. Thanks, Peter Fagan, for that. Yes, uh, Mr. Venkman, Dr. Venkman. Dr. Venkman, yes, Dr. Venkman, yeah, you for that. Um, um, it's nice being able to include you in such an episode yes you know, yes the word of as the you, world is strange, strange as strange so strange as you always like you know are here for us on our episodes to guide us into the world of the strange, strange things strange 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 yes. so we've got a really interesting moment it relates to is ghost it, busting is it spooky it, it is a ghostly tale yes okay spooky now Gav doesn't know anything about this one I do like to often surprise him with mm-hmm. uh the stories and articles. Well, I like to try and be like the, uh, the, if I can, the clear voice of, well, it's probably this or that. You go not, into not, these things blind and like open-minded. I, say, I do enjoy these things, and I want them to be actually as real as all of us do, but I like to try and be the uh, straight head amongst it. But, okay. Okay, so this is something that happened six years ago, 2010 right. now. Okay. So it's a lady in New Zealand. Now, she solved, has solved the mystery of what gift to get that person who's got everything, but doing that she's raised a whole lot of other questions in the process her name is Avi Woodbury and she's claimed that she was so tired of being haunted Wait, what year and uh, 2010. Uh, um, what country New Zealand oh sorry did you say that I did say that go ahead so Avi as I said she's very tired of being haunted by two ghosts so she called in an exorcist to rid her house of the two ghosts and two ghosts she says house. the exorcist mm-hmm. busted and trapped the ghosts you're joking. He's trapped the spirits in two mini bottles of holy water. Okay, not like two bottles of Coke or something. No, holy water. Not like lemonade and cherryade. That would be cool, though. Uh, Mrs. Woodsbury has now put these two bottles of holy water up, up for sale on the internet auction trade site Trade Me. I wonder where she put them up. Well, she hasn't put them up anywhere else, don't worry. She said, the holy water dulls the spirit's energy. And it sort of puts them in a bit of a sleep. Um, she also added, "We've got, we've had no activity since the ghosts were bottled." And she's selling them. She's selling them. Yeah. Well, this was six years ago. 
Would you buy them? No. That's mental. She says, we've had no activity, so I believe the exorcist who says they bottled the spirits for me. Do you know how much she sold them for? Uh, well, at the time of this article, the bids were currently sitting at 2000 New Zealand dollars, which was £923 each bottle. Um, she says, I just wanted to get rid of these spirits as they scare me, and now I want to get rid of the bottles containing them. Someone might like these to play with. Who wants to play with them? What well, is she talking play with about? It? I don't know. Um, just roll it around laughing at the ghost she says that she believes that you can release the ghosts from the bottles much like a genie she said to revive the spirits I've been told by a reliable source fuck knows who uh, that you pour the water out into a little dish let the water evaporate into your house Uh, the bottles are carefully labelled so users can tell which ghost they are releasing she claims she says she's managed to identify one of the ghosts as a man named Leslie Graham who died in her house in the 1920s uh, the exorcist that helped her with this is from a spiritualist church and told her that Les likes to spook people but he's a bit of a weak ghost the other spirit oh let's not piss him off too much well no he's a bit, he's a bit weak well, you're a bit weak aren't you Les <sighs> the other spirit which is an unidentified little girl that's the one you don't want you don't want creepy little ghost girls um, is far stronger says the exorcist so she's got two bottles with two different ghosts one's got Les written on it one's got a little girl how did the uh, the person the capture them how because it's an exorcist how well, hang on we'll find, maybe we'll find out alright so the little girl the reason she's a bit stronger is because she likes to move things and she turns electrical items on and off so the auction's drawn plenty of interest and not at least from sceptics um, one one user wrote, "What do you reckon would happen if I poured these into a shot glass and and, and dang them?" That's a bit disrespectful, isn't it? Wow. Another. Uh, and what would what was her answer to that? She, she hasn't replied to these. She's obviously not going to reply. It's ridiculous. Why would you? She's a serious woman selling serious ghosts. If she's selling it, it's fine. Buy it. Give me a grand. You can have it and do a shot of it. Another buyer wanted to know if the little girl does anything constructive, like do the dishes. It's not a slave, is it? It's a dead child spirit. <laughs> okay. Um, does, mainly, it, does anything constructive? Yeah, like, I don't know. You fix the roof. Yeah. There's a hole in the roof. Can you fix the roof? Uh, apparently she's had some people meant to say to her, don't cross the streams. Okay. Yeah, we know what that relates to. But what, yeah, obviously that doesn't mean anything to her at all. Um, one final person just one silly person but this is quite funny one of the people put a comment underneath the advert that says I've already got uh, two spirits in bottles one's called Jim Beam one's called Johnny Walker um, at the time of this article uh, there were two days left on the sale and the price tag is almost a thousand pounds now uh, so Mrs Whibbery who will be having the last laugh so there we go someone has busted and trapped two spirits in a house in New Zealand back in 2010. But anyone can go and do this and sell a ghost, yeah. a haunted thing on eBay because you can buy stuff. This is like someone, I saw someone on eBay once said they had uh, a bag of Kylie Minogue's breath. It's okay. fucking air. Like, prove, how are you going to prove it? And even if it is, why would I want someone's breath? Well, yeah, um, you know, what you do about it. But let's get back to this. So, so these ghosts, so we don't know how they were captured. We don't. And they're in, they are in holy water. Yeah, so they're kept in little tiny bottles with a, I think it looks for me like the picture, like they're on a, 
like um, a, a rosary beads. Oh no, that's just there's just some rosary beads next to them. Um, but the holy water is blue. Okay, strange. Was it blue before? I don't know. Holy water is just water, isn't it? Uh, I'm just showing Gav a picture now of uh, Ms. Woodbury. Oh, it's like a little. Um, yeah, so it's not like a giant bottle. What are they called? And they're, they're little. They're little. It's like a mini bar, like shop bottle, isn't it? Well, no, they're, they're called something. Like you get um, beard oil in those sort of size bottles. It kind of reminds me of, of going back to Friday Night, because we spoke of earlier, what they have the holy water in when he takes it to the. Uh, yeah, it's a bit like that, actually. I'm um, just I'm just on eBay at the moment. I thought I'd quickly just look at, type in the word haunted. Now, basically, what you get most of the time is haunted dolls, thirty pound or best offer. Brilliant. Um, let's just go to this one. Large haunted looking doll, Becky Louisa. Why does she want that? I don't know. Item description. Becky Louisa is a large, expensive doll. Oh. Please message me with any questions or require more info if you are interested in owning this doll. UK bidders only. This doll is not a toy. That's what my mum says. She's got those. It's sold as a doll and not for entertainment. But it doesn't say anything about it. It's just being... that it looks haunted. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, so I don't think someone's going to put a haunted item like the mirror from Oculus. You're not going to sort of get that on eBay, are you? Like... Amityville house for sale although that house has been bought and sold many okay here's another one this doll is a strange one she does not like to be stored somewhere where she is going to be alone at night what? otherwise she causes you night terrors and discomfort when trying to sleep I have not had any other problems with this doll and is good and is good as gold when kept in the same room I believe she is afraid of the dark as she was only seven when she sadly passed from falling down her stairs at midnight how the fuck do they know what is this person mental? This doll is for entertainment purposes only, and I must state due to eBay policy. Right, can we look at the doll on this one? Yeah. Oh, it's not even that scary. It's just not really. Like... It's just a doll. But so she thinks this seller must think that the spirit of a dead child is in this doll, like Chucky or something. You wouldn't sell it though, would you? Well, you wouldn't buy it's a bit it. Disrespectful. You wouldn't buy it, would you? And that is uh, £15. It's quite cheap, actually. Quite cheap for a haunted doll, actually. Hmm. So, well... Well, going back to our, our, our Kiwi friend, our New Zealand friend, who yeah. um, she sold... A little vase of her. I was trying for ages to find stories about capturing or catching ghosts, but unfortunately, that leads you down the path of capturing and catching ghosts on film. So it was very difficult to find an article, but I finally found this one. Um, it's the only one I could find, and I was scouring the internet for hours. So... There may be other people out there that have trapped ghosts um, or busted ghosts. If anyone knows of anything, please always give us a little message. But what do you think? Do you think this could have been real in conclusion? Do I think this is real in conclusion? Um, I've got a little spider right up my naked body. I'm not naked. He's not. He's literally half naked. Not, he's not naked. It's very hot. Um, do I think what is true? No. I, Oh, there goes that. I um, don't think it's true, no. Okay. Um, I don't believe in it. Um, there's no proof. There's just some woman well, holding a little bottle of blue She's managed to get liquid. some newspaper coverage of her and she's potentially going to make some money. She's she's making about £1,000 here, which is great for a bottle of water. <laughs> All you've got to do is have someone who some writes a food story. Dye. Yeah. I could do that. But I anyone could, write, could do it. I might try it. I might. I could do it. Holy money. water, 
Just get, oh yeah, my priest came around. Oh, this is the podcast on Haunted Hill. Maybe each podcast we could say it's a haunted podcast. And if you listen to it, no, because then no one's going to listen. If you download this podcast, you also download a ghost. Yeah, no, no. But but make sure you stay in the same room as it, because it doesn't like being on its own. Yeah. Oh my God, that spider keeps coming back. Get it off. Oh, don't blow it on me. (laughs) Um, so, I, so that was that World was of the it, really. it was the only sort of busting now, ghosts being, being a bit more strange obviously earlier we spoke of the fact that we did a video World of the Strange now when we went out last night Dan actually um, got bitten a few times by something which is not strange in the summertime but Dan's leg happens to be going a little bit black from his ankle which is a bit weird yeah, underneath his is. skin I don't know what that is it is a bit weird it looks like it looks like dye I think you've been possessed yeah but it's not coming off I think you've been possessed slowly it's going to creep uh, up to you it's going to get you nuts first though I really hope not but I have definitely been some bastard has been biting the shit out of my legs in that spooky, field spooky we're bastard. in a field in really long grass and I stupidly had shorts on and it's summer and midnight so yeah I was dressed more like a ghostbuster than you yeah you were dressed more like a burglar yeah, yeah. We're just like a burglar. Uh, just a bit like a burglar, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have been bitten, and um, yeah, that's that really. Well, that's World of Strange. Uh, Peter Venkman. Um, Doctor Venkman takes us out of here. Mr. Venkman, are you there? Mr. Venkman. That's all the time we've got for this week on World of Strange. Next week, though. Give me Ira. Hairless pets. Weird. I know it's horror. You've said. It's just, I mean, what's it actually about? What's the narrative thread? Documentary, legends, uh, maybe a monster, you know, what would you call it? Rubbish? Mm, postmodern, bit of a mashup. Bit of a mashup, yeah. It sounds like a bit of a fuck up. I'm not really one to believe in this sort of thing, but more than she swears it was. fairies. 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 for that and we're back again for our song musical segment our song is saving the day saving the day by alessi alessi from the original ghostbusters song
Hello, and we're back again. I uh, hope you enjoyed that little Ghostbuster song which was just playing. Um, it's a good one. Uh, the whole soundtrack's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's good. It's quite funny. You get one of one of the songs is just from a guy who's taking equipment out of the university when they're being chucked out. It's on his headphones as he passes, and you get like a glimpse of a second of audio oh, from true. one of the songs. You're just like, okay, you must be gutted when you. Uh, <laughs> oh, we could be on a Ghostbuster soundtrack. Oh. Well, they get a credit at the end. They're on the soundtrack yeah. forever, and it's a good soundtrack, like they say. He's, I'm sure Ray Parker's happy. Ray Parker Jr. has made shitloads of money out of one song. Yes, yeah. he's probably done other songs, but um, he probably didn't need to. Do it, it's a great song as well. It's genuinely probably a like fun Prince. song. It's just got a vault of songs never to play. No point. Um, that's our outro. So um, yeah, next time we are back for episode thirty-eight, which is going to be Fright Fest and Rob Zombie. Yeah. So I'm not going to Fright Fest, unfortunately. No, uh, no. So it's going to be a bit more of that. So I'm I'm going to a few few heads. Um, you get to hear some stuff there. I will definitely take my headphones this time, and I won't be doing any conversations with people in pubs, horror fans, because <laughs> it's just it's too bad. But I will try and get a hold of people We're in a whole new venue this time it's a big shoot, uh, shopping centre yeah, so there's loads of different screens um, so you're going to watch 31 aren't you which is the new Rob Zombie movie yeah I'm there all day Sunday so I um, should be wearing a podcast on Haunted Hill t-shirt Excellent. so look out, look um, please come and say hello if you listen to this show he looks like me and you look like me so there we go uh, well, I'm not going but I'm no, going it doesn't matter uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing Rob Zombie. You're going to be you're going to be at Fright Fest. So some of that show I won't be there unfortunately, but there are going to be some great stand-ins for me. Um, so you'll you'll Gav will be chatting to them about thirty-one. I'm hoping to do an interview at some point with uh, old Tom uh, from the um, uh, uh, Beast Must Die. Okay. Yep. 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 Uh, what's the other film we're going to talk about next time we're going to do House of a Thousand Corpses mentioned it in the intro but uh, yeah if you guys you like to know what we're going to talk about and we're, it's going to be House of a Thousand Corpses one of Gav's favourite movies uh, Gav likes to test any new TV by watching that film I as do. does his friend John so yeah. uh, there we go uh, so we're going to be reviewing that one and we're going to be they're going to be chatting about 31 I'm jealous I won't get to see it but I'll be in a field in Reading watching rock metal happen as the kids say um, but yeah great episode finally got to talk about Ghostbusters what do we have coming up? Um, we're also going to do as suggested by one of our listeners I think it was Dean we are definitely going to do a Cabin in the Woods Evil Dead double bill that's what we're going to do so that would be after Fright Fest so that would be that'll be the end 39. of the summer yeah that'll be coming and up and that's a nice summer, summer film yeah definitely so I think yeah. that'll be the next one we do yeah um, we've got a great one coming up for Halloween because we're going to go and see John Carpenter so that could possibly be 40 or 41 40, 41 it might be 41 like. actually it might be, might I think it's going to be 41 because that's going to come out in November and obviously we'll have our usual Christmas one. Also, uh, as we touched on in last episode, we're really up for doing another crossover with the podcast Under the Stairs. So we're, we're, we're aiming, we talk loosely about getting together for Christmas around Christmas. Time. So we'll do our usual Christmas special. And Gavin if we and I do, we're quite possibly going to do American Ralph in London. Because Baz has not seen that, which is so blows we'll my mind. So yeah, so that's our Lots episode. coming up. So by, by the end of the year, it will be four... Well, it'll be three full years we've been podcasting and we've done about 40 episodes. It's our fourth Christmas podcasting, our first it ever is, one. because we Christmas started on one. Christmas, yeah. actually, but we've only so done we, three years. So we've been doing it three whole years, which is really cool, actually. It's flown by, really. And, of, of course, we appreciate all of you lot for listening. Thank you so much for uh, the, like just listening just and checking listening, out and joining in the Facebook conversations. Comments, and the community, messages our, our you Facebook send us. Page. 
and uh, stuff like that. Everybody else on the Legion, all you other podcasters who mention us. Legion, or, we, yeah, and I try not to be rubbish at not, not promoting, to, but we are a bit rubbish. Thank you to Bo as well, who puts everything together. He's like the overlord. He's like Gozo the Gazarian, isn't he? He's um, a bit like Gozo. Yeah. He, has he got a flat top? No, don't, no, no. Bo ain't got a flat top. No, he hasn't, though. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you to everybody, and um, it's a good night from, from me, really. It's a good night from uh, Dr. Peter Vagman. It's a good night from Dr. Egon Spengler. It's a good night from the party dude in the shell suit with all the vitamins. And the chair with all the hands that grab your boobs. <laughs> it's a good night from you. Take care, everybody. Be good to yourselves and each other. Good night from me? Good night from me. No, oh, you say m- you. Good night from Gav. Thank you. That's it. Bye. Bye. Suck on the guts, guys, with the Ghostbusters. Thank you for listening to the podcast on Haunted Hill. We will be back again real soon.